Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. So she's great, right? What do you think? Honestly, there's something I don't really like about her. Okay, but you had your de- doubts about Vanessa in the beginning, and now you guys are friends. This is different. I, I don't understand why. You're, you're, you're... Why I'm what? Jealous. There's no reason to be. See, she actually wanted us to patch things up. What? You told her about our problems? Yes, because she wanted to listen to them. And she had good advice, too. Look at me. I love you, okay? Aw. I love you. <laughs> you just have to take my word for it. Do not trust her. But you just met her. I, You know, you've been hanging out with Chuck, and you've been partying, and avoiding me, and lying, and you're trying to tell me who I can and cannot trust? I, I don't understand that at all. You know, we we all live in Brooklyn, so I don't know. If you need to catch a cab, I think you should do that here. Dan, don't. I want to talk. Then talk! I'm going to get going. Hey, just hold on. One, one second. I forgot something inside. I'll catch up with you guys. Okay, bye. Well... I had fun. How about you? What do you want from me? I want things to go back to how they were before that night, before things got so screwed up. We were such good friends, and now we can be again. Why would I want to be friends with somebody who blackmails me, who asked my little brother at the dinner table? Eric was an honest mistake. I would never hurt him. No, I don't believe you. I don't believe you about Eric, about anything. Maybe you're right. Maybe I did it on purpose, because I can Because I know things about you, about your family, about your boyfriend, and I know them before you do. Oh, look, cab. You get home safe. Hold up, guys, I'm coming. Okay, Sarah. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, but... I am not here by myself. I am with my trusty co-host to break down season one, episode 17, Woman on the Verge. Uh, He's the number nine most forgotten podcaster of the 2020s. Please welcome (laughs) Brendan Ruffel. Wow, very generous. Hello, I am the creepy uncle of podcasting, of course, aka Uncle Cream. Hi, diddly ho to Cream Nation. I am recording live from the crematorium. I I do just uh, take a minute to compose myself during that, because I know it's going to be like five minutes until I'm back on the microphone. <laughs> I like that that little uh, nine top nine most forgotten podcasters. Um, if that puts me on any sort of list, I'll, I'm happy with that. Hey, you might have to put that in your Twitter bio. <laughs> I think I might. <laughs> um, but, you know, Brendan, we're not here by ourselves. We have a we have a, oh. a, yet another guest. We're on fire with the guests. And, you know, maybe I should We're start on fire. Yeah, We've had, like, the, maybe the most Nicoles in one season of a show we've ever had. Nope. Slight slight spoiler. But, yes, of course, it is It is uh, a, another great Nicole is making her, her uh, introduction to the Lonely Boys podcast. Someone who 
I mean, so she's very important to the mythology of this show because she is the one who introduced me to my very good friend Bart Bass. Uh, she she uh. has, she has recently been inducted into my into my top friends list, which was also also a big deal when it happened. So, I mean, without further ado, please welcome to the podcast Nicole Horn. Nicole, how are you? Hi guys, I'm so excited Hi. to be here. You know how um Nate Blair, Chuck, and Serena call themselves the non judgmental breakfast club. Yes. I think we should call ourselves the extra judgmental breakfast club. I think that would really suit us. <laughs> are, we, are we judgmental? I mean, we, when I'm here, I bring the judgmental level up to a 10. And you guys just have to meet uh, me where I meet myself. I've been uh, right. pretty judgmental of Serena and Vanessa the last few weeks. I will take any <laughs> opportunity to be judgmental of Vanessa. She needs to get off my screen. Wait, was yeah, that a spoiler about how I feel? <laughs> That's good. That's going to be like that. Any, any Vanessa slander we can take. Okay, great. I'm glad to see that we have a strong take on how we feel about yeah. Vanessa I'm also here. Glad to know that you're not the the person we've been waiting for that will defend Vanessa. I don't know who that's going to be, but Jagan's <laughs> been teasing, hyping that keep, up to me. I keep teasing it every week, and every time someone talks about it, I'm like, "Oh, is this the person?" No, I uh, have a Vanessa defender on soon. <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> I didn't think um, those existed. I thought they were like unicorns. That's what I yeah, thought. I I didn't think they existed either. I thought I'd sooner find a unicorn out there in the wild before I found a Vanessa defender. Yeah. Um. So I, I know the audience is probably thinking we've, you know, we're already going back to the well and bringing back another Nicole, but that, that is... Or like, like they bring back Brennan's girlfriend already. <laughs> no, this no, is a no. different Oh my Nicole. goodness. This is... Please, this... where all the, all the rumors about me, I didn't know. It was a scandal <laughs> to have me here. But hey, Nicole's a great name. People with N, that starts with the first letter N. of their name. Not really great for a nickname. N, it has that vowel sound, mm-hmm. so it's not good as a nickname. Right. But we're good people. Me, Naomi, Nicole. Are there any others that have Ns that have been on? Um, I bet we could get a, I mean, we haven't, but I bet we could find we haven't, but we a, should definitely get more. a Nick or something. Maybe we could get yeah. uh, Nate Archibald himself to come on the podcast. Maybe. We can get um, Nick Kroll, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'll reach out. So <laughs> I I have told this story on the podcast like three times now, but N- Nicole, you were the one, one. To, to introduce me to our very good friend, Bart Bass, who is in this episode. I might have facilitated a thing or two. Um, Yeah, Maddie... Notably came on a family vacation with me. Um, none of my other friends um, from home wanted to come to Fire Island with my family. So I said, Maddie G, you got 4th of July plans. He came over. And little did we know, uh, my mom has a friend who is friends with Bart Bass himself, Mr. Wow. Robert John Burke. Um, very awkward introduction, but I feel like he was a nice guy. <laughs> he was. I was like, things about Bart Bass, stuff, I love your know. work. Yes. He, First of all, I didn't know that this like this. There's more coming to light with the story with the the horse's mouth here. I didn't know this was like a family gathering that you were at. I thought it was like a bunch of your friends. It's not. I didn't know you were crashing on a family vacation. I I, no. I was not crashing. I was I was invited. And it's funny <laughs> you should say I had no other Fourth of July plans because I did have Fourth of July plans oh, with Brendan sure and, I, and I ditched <laughs> and I ditched him to just go to Fire <laughs> Island with you instead, which I think I made the right yeah. call. Um, but yeah, and so. Definitely. Uh, I mean, you met Bart Bass. Yeah, Bart Bass, who is a firefighter in his in his spare time and hosts uh, barbecues at Fire Island. Pretty cool. Yeah, everything there. All you had to do, you gave like them five dollars. They gave you tickets, and then you can give Bart Bass five tickets, and he'd give you five ears of corn. It was kind of legendary. <laughs> wow, it really was. And you know, you invited me to Fire Island before I had even inducted you into my top thirty friends list. So this was a real bonding moment for us. 
I know. That's kind of crazy. But that experience, like getting drunk on a boat with somebody, which we ended up doing immediately after we met Bart Bass to celebrate. <laughs> if you do that with somebody, you're instantly bonded because you could have thrown me off that boat and drowned me. Drowned yeah. me? That's definitely <laughs> not correct. <laughs> it was it was the uh, continuation of a beautiful friendship that ultimately brought you here onto this podcast. So I, I guess before we get into the episode, what when did you first start Gossip Girl? How many times have you watched it? Uh, you know, just just your overall Gossip Girl journey. So I was definitely too young to watch it when it originally aired. There was a little bit too much coitus and my family was aware of that. So they made sure I did not watch the show. Um, and they also had terrible attitudes towards their parents. And granted, their parents aren't that great. But if I adopted that and treated my parents like that, I would have been grounded all the time. So I, I ended up watching it in college. I watched it through the first time. Um, loved it. Was instantly obsessed. It's such a good binge. It's so insane. Um I'm sure you see that, uh, Brendan. But yeah, yeah, I love the show. It's definitely a comfort show. Every time of year um, around the fall, I love to start watching Gossip Girl again. It just mm. gives me those cozy vibes. And by the time we get to like the iconic Thanksgiving episode, it's usually around Thanksgiving anyways. So I try to line yes. up Gossip Girl, um, the holidays on Gossip Girl with the holidays in real life. And that's how right. you know I'm not doing very sane. But if it gives me joy, <laughs> it gives me joy, I guess. Brendan's that's least funny, favorite I feel episode. Like the, the other GG show, Gossip uh, Gilmore Girls is like my cozy fall show. I've yeah. never seen it. Don't don't kill me. Ooh, I watched That's it for like, the first time this year, and it's a very good watch. It's it's a commitment. It's a hundred fifty three hour long episodes plus the the reboot, which is hour. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have full size seasons with <laughs> forty five minute episodes. Well, since I've never seen Gilmore Girls, um, suggestion for an expansion off this podcast, the Gilmore Boys. Well, maybe I feel I'll like have it's to been, be a Gilmore it's been boy. Done, but I've never we, we seen could. it. They do Gilmore guys, but I guess we could do like a, a more childish version of that. And I mean, <laughs> I would never. Yeah. yeah, you can't get me to watch a show without immense peer pressure. So that would be the only way I could stick <laughs> to it. That's Gagan's best, <laughs> his best uh, attribute. I will uh, plug Gilmore Girls on this podcast until Nicole <laughs> until Nicole listens to it. <laughs> um, but back to back to Gossip Girl. So, how many do you know? How many times you have watched it, or have you just lost count at this point? Um, two full times through, and after I sat down and started watching yesterday for this um episode of the pod, I started with episode fourteen and just ran through, and now I'm in season two, and I don't have signs of stopping. That'll happen. Um, so do you have they got me again? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they just hook you immediately. Uh, who are your favorite characters, and do you have any least favorite characters besides Vanessa, or does Vanessa take up um... all the hatred in your heart? I don't know if this is a hot take, but um, Blair is my favorite character because she lives in the world of extremes. Like, Ooh. she's either going to be the best friend <laughs> ever, like we see in this episode, or she's going to ruin your life, like um, we've seen in the past and we will certainly <laughs> see in the future. She has, like, yeah. I don't know if we have astrology fans on the podcast, but she is, like, an Aries. Like, she definitely, like, has this energy where she needs to be, like, the number one boss bitch, and she will cut you if she's not. I don't know. Yeah. But something about that is really admirable because I wish I could be a little bit more like that. So it's great for a team drama. That's my favorite. I say so far, like starting the series. I don't know. Well, you, you were a, a fan of the Lonely Boys. I feel like at first I didn't care for Blair all that much, and Gagan was saying that that'll change. And I feel like it happened very fast. Where she's the only character that's been getting better, like really, really fast. I feel like when she is like being a bad bitch. It's not an, like whenever someone has like a, a heel turn in the show, it's annoying. But Blair can go back and forth from being like bad bitch and awesome friend back and like it's she just does both so well. 
That's I'm smiling. Yeah, I'm smiling so much right now. Yeah, she's great. Um, well, like my favorite Serena is just taking like a, a, a huge, like, I, I, she's getting annoying like very quickly. Like she's going downhill too fast. Serena's right just too nonsensical. I like, yeah. <laughs> I, whenever Blair's an idiot, I, I at least understand why she's doing what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, it's Serena, funny. I too. Like, she, there's co- a comedy behind it and Serena is just like crying and annoying all episode long. Um, yeah, Nicole, Serena was taking L's all episode long. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any least favorite characters besides Vanessa? Georgina really isn't my favorite. How dare you? Yeah. I feel like the Sarah shit was just so unhinged, and I'm sure <laughs> you discussed it last week, but that's where the show gets a little crazy for me. We, we get back on track, but this end of the first season just gets so intense that if you're not all in, it's really easy for them to, for you to not enjoy it if you're not 100% in believing that all of this shit is actually possible. Right. Yeah, and I didn't love the Sarah stuff last week, but I love that Georgina went for it and just decided to play another <laughs> character for some reason. Um, yeah. Yeah, she caught a vibe. So I'm, I'm very happy you're on for this episode, Nicole, because I very much enjoyed this one. I, I would ask you why you came on for this one, but I know the answer, and it's because it was the only episode that was still available this season and you wanted to come on as soon as possible. I think that's been the case with the past few guests. <laughs> wow. Very wow. interesting. Don't act like you didn't don't act like you didn't know this. <laughs> I asked when you were coming on and you said, What's still open in season one? And I said, Episode seventeen. <laughs> and you said, Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. And it worked out. Hey, I just finished here... finals, so we're vibing. We're having yeah, a Oh time. yes, we're on we're on we're both on winter break right now. Let's go. Time's a good I got a nice, an uh, weekend. And that's nice Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday. Wow. Well, you guys you, aren't yeah. um, ravaged Thanks. by COVID out there, I don't think. New York City is like about to shut down when people are listening yeah. to this, I'm sure. Shit is probably yeah, worse, out here too. but I'm not manifesting that. I do not claim that negative energy, but at least I'm yeah. staying in this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not this, a. This not is a actually the first record in this household where somebody hasn't had COVID in this apartment. Lucky. I mean, me too, but also <laughs> I do not claim that energy, so I'm not going to even. Live in the world where that's a possibility. <laughs> All right. So no no more COVID talk. Let's get into the episode. Like I said, right. season one, episode 17, Woman on the Verge. As a result of Georgina revealing the true reason that Serena fled Manhattan for boarding school, Serena falls back into her old habits and Blair, Nate, and Chuck must put their complicated feelings for each other aside to help their friend. Unfortunately, Serena is too ashamed to share the truth with Dan, leaving him only to assume the worst about his girlfriend. Rufus is thrilled when his band is invited to perform at a Rolling Stone-sponsored event, but Lily is the last person on Earth he expects to see at the performance, especially since her wedding rehearsal dinner is the same night. Um, no Jenny in this episode. Very unfortunate. I, yeah, they mentioned her, but that's about it. She's yeah, at her mom's. In case anyone was wondering where she was, she's at her mom's. Don't know why. Doesn't she have school or something? Why did she just go to her mom's? <laughs> yeah, especially... she just had a lot of action in the recent episodes, too. Yeah, especially since... Her dad is in some big concert or something, but all right, yeah, sure, Jenny, I take the to cool off, take the week off. Uh, yeah, Brendan, it's time. Woman on the Verge. What is that a reference to? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like that could be a movie on its own. So I, I got nothing for this one. You're not even going to hazard a guess. Is it? A, is it like a a Purge spinoff? No, it is Where it's not. just like a, an all-woman reboot of The Purge. And you know, Nicole actually kind of spoiled it for you before we even started recording. It was the 1988 Spanish black comedy film, Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Ah, my favorite. Yes, yeah, so 
you're going to go down to seven for 16, which means, unfortunately, you are not going to be able to finish this season above 500. Ah, fuck. I don't have those Pablo Sanchez numbers. Very unfortunate here. Damn it. Uh, Nicole, were you familiar with this film before all of your Google searches came up with a woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown? I got to be honest, I did not. I've never heard of this movie. Um, That's very obscure for them. I know. It's it's crazy. (laughs) Like, you know, in Spanish class, when you had to watch movies in Spanish, like we would always watch um, Selena and we wouldn't watch really anything else. It was always Selena and then The Little Mermaid in Spanish and then Selena again. I've seen Selena. Maybe if times. we watch this movie. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. That had to be like one writer's favorite movie. They're just like, all right, fine. We'll give this fucking idiot a chance to write the title this time. So um, my Spanish teacher in 10th grade actually uh, showed the class super bad to watch. Not even super bad in Spanish. Just, in Spanish, just, just super straight up bad. the movie. <laughs> and um, I think maybe a minute and a half in, she realized, oh, this is a bad idea. I need to get this off immediately. <laughs> she had no idea what super bad was. She just said, we're going to watch a movie in class today. What should we watch? And the whole class was like, super bad. Uh, and she said, that's a great movie. And wow, she said, okay. That's... And I, I don't know how she like found it. Was it Mrs. Grande? Yes, it was. <laughs> mm, hottie. Not doxing on the podcast. <laughs> it's fine. We, we don't have enough listeners for anyone to get truly doxed here. <laughs> that's what you think once we get our first doxing we'll know we'll know we made it <laughs> that's what we're going for <laughs> um all right so original air date we're, we're getting down to it may 12th 2008 the penultimate episode so we're we're really in the throes of yeah, spring we're here. still recovering from the uh, Cinco de mayo that's that's right that's point. what we were doing at, on may 12th <laughs> still a week after Cinco de mayo recovering and we start this episode on Georgina. She's calling Serena and leaving a message again and again and again. Uh, how many times do you think she tried calling Serena before ultimately giving up? Because we see like four or five times just in this montage alone. Had to be I don't know. Like Dan was doing the same oh. thing. So I, she had to have like 40 missed calls. Well, the, yeah, the bartender said her phone's been off the hook all morning. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But it is, it is, is a cell good. phone, by the way. It is a cell yeah, phone, I, yes. Sorry, were you saying something, Nicole? Yeah, I just I feel like I can't, I'm having a hard time syncing up with what you guys are saying because I am so ugly I can't I don't want to turn on my camera right now but that's impeding my ability to make hot takes in a respectful way. <laughs> I mean, no, we'll no. turn off our cameras. It's fine. Let's let's see if if this helps the internet quality. Okay, oh. I love this for me. I love making everything about me. Even when Georgina calls Serena a thousand times, I still make it about myself. I love. <laughs> it's very impressive. <laughs> um, um, also, speaking of Georgina, people in New York know she was holding the very iconic San Ambrose coffee. Very delicious, dark and sweet. Wow. Um, there's a San Ambrose by my work. Um, and if I want to spend $8 on a latte, sometimes I'll go there and cosplay being a rich white woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I love we, that. This is why we need the the New York expert Nicole on the podcast. We're getting this insight <laughs> that we don't usually get. From we'll take you guys on the Gossip Girl walking tour. We'll go to San Ambrose. <laughs> that sounds fun. We'll go to the city of the uh, the Museum of the City of New York, which is Constance, and we'll go to the hotel. I don't know where the cool. hotel is, but we'll find it. Can we get like a, a city bike with pegs on it and just ride around? Oh my god! Imagine, guys, get on my handlebars. We're going. <laughs> this is something we we lowly Long Islanders will never understand as people who've never no. lived in the city. We're such fools. <laughs> uh, I feel like this Georgina scene is me with with any one of my friends. I, I'm famously not afraid to quadruple text someone, and I'm also a huge fan of the art of voicemail. So I could I could see myself repeatedly calling someone 15 times in a row and leaving a voicemail every time. <laughs> you know that for me if I've been like two minutes late to a movie night. I've gotten like three voicemails from you, and I, I save them. They're, they're all very good. 
I feel like that must be an exaggeration, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I I love that. Uh, obviously, Georgina also has no shame, and we'll just continue calling Serena until she eventually gets an answer. I mean, that's that's the move. She's determined. I'll give that to Georgina. For all of her faults, she is persistent and she is determined, and uh, she's going to get what she wants, if, one way or another. So, how did um Serena's phone not die though? That is the ultimate. That's question. what I was wondering. At some point, you go straight to voicemail. Yes, when when Drew the bartender calls Dan and is like, "You were the number on speed dial. This phone's been ringing off the hook all morning." I was thinking, did he somehow have a charger for this phone and charge it? Because otherwise, this phone would be dead by the next morning. Especially like one of those old school phones. Yeah, it's got to be dead. They don't have good battery. I mean, maybe Serena's very rich. Maybe she is buying the best batteries in town for her phones. Maybe. So Dan Dan leaves his room. He sees Rufus playing the guitar. And Rufus got, has some kind of Rolling Stones concert thing. They're they're doing an article on him. They're they're having a uh, yeah. He's got some pep in his step yeah. for sure. Uh, they also they also mention again that he's famously one of the forgotten bands of the '90s, and it's getting filmed for VH1 Classics, which means that this is maybe something I would have seen back then because I was watching a lot of VH1 back in middle school. VH1 Classics is classic. VH1 Classic is for 50-year-olds. Why are we watching VH1 Classics? Yeah, I guess I really wasn't watching Classics, and it is important because Dan does say the Classics is important, but VH1 in general, I was watching a lot of music videos before school, and I was watching I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s. Yeah, I love love that shit. I don't know why. That was on regular VH1. Anything with a talking head. What? That was on regular VH1. What are you guys talking about? I know, I know. I guess I shouldn't. Not me, plot. There should be plot holes in the podcast about a show with a lot of plot holes, so. <laughs> I don't think I even realized that VH1 Classic was like a different channel. I thought it was like a, a section of the day in VH1. No. I bet they were showing the re- the rerun of this concert on VH1 proper at some yeah, point. Yeah, come on. All right, maybe not. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for once, no one's uh, shitting on Rufus here, and that that's how Rufus knows something's up. He's like, Dan, you're not making fun of me for being old and irrelevant, so that must mean girl trouble. I can I can see right through you. And Dan Dan tells Rufus that he and Serena keep having this new fight where Serena says something, and he knows it isn't the whole truth. Rufus asks Dan if, if he's tried asking Serena what's really on her mind, which I feel like is the equivalent of, like, have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? Dan's like, yeah, that was the <laughs> first thing I tried, and I've done yeah. it 10,000 times. <laughs> Well, to, I have to say, like being a former uh, IT intern, most people have not tried that. I can't believe that, Brendan. I just can't. It's true. That was like majority of my job that summer was like literally unplugging people's computers and plugging them back in. <laughs> it was a great job. One time I, I, I used a BlackBerry for a very long time. And one time uh-huh. the, the trackpad of my BlackBerry wasn't working. So I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, control it where yeah. to go. So I called, you know, uh, customer service or whatever, IT to help me out. And they kept asking me over and over again. They were like, okay, well, can you go to this setting? And I'm like, no, my trackpad is broken. I can't do anything. And they're like, oh, yes, that's right. Then they just go to the next thing in their little script. And they're like, all right, well, can you try going to this, this, and this? And I'm like, no, I can't. My trackpad is... I cannot. And they would do... And I'm like, listen, guy, you are going to need to send me a new phone because the trackpad isn't working. I cannot try any of your tricks. And But he was determined. He made it through his whole script and asked me each, each, each thing that he knew I wasn't going to be able to do because the trackpad wasn't working. And I just had to answer every time, no, I cannot do that. No, I cannot do that. God so, damn it. I hate I'm your so kind, glad Brandon. I never lived in the BlackBerry era. I got so oh. lucky I got out of that unscaped. No, you never. I had, never had it. You guys both never got to use BBM. No, never. Imagine. I think it's been brought up a couple times in Gossip Girl so far. BBMs was, B- BBM was a way of life back in the day. It was, I felt very left out, but I just never had one. Someone would make a status and you'd just go and be like, I also love watching Superbad. 
not to name drop super bad again. <laughs> in Miss Grande's class. <laughs> in Miss Grande's class. Um, so Dan Dan has flagged up here that he and Serena keep having this same fight. And I have to ask, Nicole, how frustrated are you with Serena at this point in the show? You you started at episode 14, so you've really uh, started at the descent of Serena and just when she starts going off the rails and getting pretty annoying. Yeah, like I didn't even get to like enjoy the good times with her in this go around, which kind of sucks. Not looking very good for you, Serena. Lying is not a fun time. I feel like as soon as you start lying, that's when karma comes and gets you and starts making the dominoes fall in the wrong direction. Like, as soon as she starts lying to Dan, that's when everything starts to unravel. Of course we see that Georgina is just as much of a stupid, stinky liar as she is. But um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Serena is, like, in her self-destruction era, which I get. She's probably feeling so much guilt that it's, like, destroying her. But at the same yeah. time, like, why hurt somebody else you care about? Like, how hard right. is it? So no, she to... thinks she's protecting him, and it's just yeah. not helping anything. No, it's yeah. the worst. So Rufus tells Dan, he's like, "Well, we'll try meaning it next time, because you can be very judgmental. He can be the judgmental version of the Breakfast Club." And he gives he gives him the advice, pretty much. Of Dan repeats, he says, "Learn how to be someone else around her, so she can be herself around him." Which, right. All right. I, I don't know okay, if that's the best Joe advice. From you. Rufus says, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's perfect." <laughs> Rufus is in helpful parent mode, which I, which I think we can all agree is the best version of Rufus here. Yes. The he's worst. Back. Too. He had a, a little bit of a dry spell, but he's back. Yes. V- Vanessa's gonna is leaving her coffee shop, going to her little scooter here, and Nate. Nate's back. Nate had the week off last week, so he really has no idea what's been going on with Serena and Georgina and Sarah and all that, right. but I guess he doesn't really care, because right now he only has eyes for, for Vanessa, so that's Ugh. that's the only storyline he needs right now. That's like, I think my first uh, note was like, oh, I forgot about this fucking nasty <laughs> yeah. relationship. Yeah, he wasn't here last week, so <laughs> nasty, wow, strong words. Nicole, how do you feel about the, the Nate <laughs> and Vanessa pairing? It's disgusting, and it makes me want to never turn on my television ever again. I'm sorry. Good it's answer. just like, why... If you want someone who's like so different and so unique, like it's probably not that difficult to find that within your own circle. Vanessa's just such a hater, and I'm surprised she doesn't pick up on that energy. It's true. It, Nate seems to love that energy. Anytime Vanessa like is rude to him, Nate's just like, "Huh, that's Vanessa." But I, I don't know. Th- these these two have nothing to do with each other. There's no reason they should be dating each other. I didn't really hate it in the scene, even though. Brendan was groaning and rolling his eyes. I don't know. They, <laughs> as soon they, as it happened, they seem to have somewhat have chemistry. As weird as this pairing is in this scene, so I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I was rolling my eyes, but I was not um, audibly groaning like Brendan and Nicole were. And and uh, Nicole of the girlfriend of the podcast too. Oh, yeah, Nicole. Uh, she watches along with me. Nicole too, as she will hence be Nicole too. Nicole too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you also now have to call her that as well. <laughs> I will. So. Uh, Vanessa tells Nate that she doesn't mind the stalking, but, you know, when are you going to ask me out on a real date? And I completely believe that Vanessa doesn't mind the stalking because she is best friends with Dan, <laughs> who, is, who is famous for his stalking. Every, everyone knows that he's been stalking Serena for two years, and I think it's the Well, and her, ever. too. I feel like when she first came to town again, she was crawling through Dan's window unwarranted, like, <laughs> yes. every day. Yes. They all just love stalking in this show. Nate, Nate gets a phone call. He has to answer it in the middle of the conversation, and he has to leave. But before he leaves, he asks Vanessa what she's doing tonight, and Vanessa's the roadie for Rufus's band. Don't know how she got hooked up with this I, job, I, but... this is another note of mine like what the fuck how'd she get involved in everything <laughs> she's gotta she... stop uh, but nate's actually down to come to the show and now i have to ask last time nate went to a lesbian punk show with vanessa this time he's going to some old 90s band is it possible that nate just really likes music and is using vanessa to get access to free shows 
Maybe this could be this could be his first personality trait because he does get put on the list. So I, I guess he doesn't need to pay for access to get in. I guess so. Not that that would be an issue for him. No, but probably still. No, he's just still... waiting for Vanessa to put out. Come on, we know this. You don't think he's just a big music fan? No, I don't trust a man like that. All right, that's <laughs> that's fair. So Lily's going to do some more wedding planning here, but look who's back this week. It's our good friend Bart Bass. Fire Islands, Fire Islands, Fire Islands Bravest. Fire Islands Bravest. I mean, it's, if he's a, a fireman on Fire Island, like he, he's the, he's the main hero there. No, we do I, thank him for his service. Yes, yeah. I, we. I know Thanks we for were keeping also, this island uh, out of fire. We also we also didn't want Gossip Girl to be the only thing we talked about with him. So I remember right. we were just like on Wikipedia looking at his filmography, being like, "Is there anything else we can bring up?" <laughs> ah, yes, I loved you in that 2008 movie. <laughs> but it, it seemed like uh, Bobby Burke, who plays Bart Bass, doesn't really re- didn't really remember much of, much of his much of his time because he was just uh, smiling and nodding when we started talking Gossip Girl. Oh yeah, Not I was like, fan. I love Black Klansman. That was such a great yeah. movie. He's yeah. like, uh, we're like Spike Lee. He's like, yeah, that one. Oh, that one. oh wow. He's like, oh yeah, that one. I was. He's in that like movie a recreational too. actor. Yeah. I guess he, he just yeah he just does it. Gets the paychecks and just hangs out on an island. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he loves it. He loves a uh, good life. Corn on the cob. Nicole, <laughs> were you were you able to recognize him without uh, an ear of corn in his hand? <laughs> No, I had to be like actually pointed out to him, which is terrible. But it's also I don't watch Gossip Girl in the summer, so it had been almost a year since I've seen his face. So I had to be re-reminded, you know, re-familiarized uh, before I saw him. Yes. If you go back and watch closely at Gossip Girl, like the if you just watch seasons one through six again, you probably notice like little corn kernels in his teeth. He's, <laughs> He's always oh eating my corn. God. He's always on the corn. Scene, he's always eating corn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dan says good morning to them. Says good morning to Mrs. Vanderwoods, and Lily makes a point to say not for long. Thank you very much, um, Brendan. I guess if she does go through with this wedding, her name will not be Vanderwoods anymore, which uh, which it is right now. It will be Lily Bass. How does that sound, Brendan? I don't. I think sometimes longer last names like Vanderwoodson sound like shit. But I think with a shorter syllable first name, it works. So like Lily Vanderwoodson is pretty good to me. Lily Bass, I think, cuts it a little bit too short. Only yeah, three syllables total for the first and last name. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love the sound of it. I think maybe no. she'll have to just stick with Vanderwoodson. Yeah. Do you, think she, she, her... do you think she calls off the wedding because she doesn't like the last name? Well, as we get into the next couple scenes, as she's calling out all these weird little details she doesn't like, it sounds like that could be something on her list of things why she <laughs> is prolonging the wedding. <laughs> And Lily Bass, what is that name? We're going to have to do something about that. What is that name? <laughs> yeah. Dan Dennis, uh, Dan Lily where Serena is, and Lily's answer is pretty much, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so Lily will start giving a shit at some point in this episode, but for the first half, it's yep. business as usual as for now, Lily, now. going back to mm-hmm. not really caring about anything, not getting flustered about anything. And Chuck is also back this week, and he starts the episode off with a zinger. He tells Dan, I knew housekeeping was hiring, but I had no idea their standards were so low. <laughs> and we early on have the joke of the episode i was i think i liked it so much because it even made dan laugh yes i later in the episode chuck will like make himself laugh with how good his line is but (laughs) so this is already your joke of the episode here yeah i mean it wasn't that funny of an episode unfortunately i I disagree drama really took over i I think it's not that like laugh out loud funny but i think there were a lot of lines a lot of there were a lot of little right that's a good point there were a lot of like little lines that were like yeah but like not a lot of like big boomer laughers i actually thought the uh leave the boomers out of this i actually thought that the <laughs> the next line was going to be your joke of the episode when dan asks if he's seen serena and he says oh i've seen lots of serena 
Yeah. <laughs> it was an overall just like good scene. Yes. Ch- Chuck is Chuck is in his prime right now with these with these yeah. singers. And Chuck also gets a call though, and he tells whoever it is that Serena didn't come home last night and he thought she was with them. I believe this is uh canonically Blair on the other line here, because she tells him basically to come over and that's how you know he knows to to meet at Blair's house. I, I thought it wasn't impossible at first that Chuck was just like fucking with Dan here, but that that unfortunately was not the case. Right. Yeah, I was I was a little bit confused by this, as was Dan later on when he walks into the room with everyone's like, what's going on here? You, you guys all hate each other. Uh, Nate, Nate's in the elevator at Blair's and Chuck comes in now. So remember, it has been four episodes and also an entire writer strike since Chuck and Nate have been friends. So Nate was really serious, I guess, when he when he broke up with Chuck in that episode. And he was not fucking around. No, they haven't talked in a while. Chuck Chuck says hi, but Nate just stares at him and then goes into pouty arms crossed mode, which I which I always love. <laughs> and I have to believe Naomi when she says Chase Crawford's the comedic actor of our generation. <laughs> him just crossing and his he, arms. Nate, and you think Nate's probably more mad at Chuck than Chuck is at? Like Chuck probably wants to be friends with Nate more than Nate wants to be friends again with Chuck. Well, yeah, Nate didn't do anything to piss Chuck off. Chuck was in the wrong here. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the bromance. Rooting for the Chuckster, as always. Yes. We we enter the legend Dorota here, who tells them that Blair wants him to wait here, and she's on her way. And, Brendan, y- you've got to be loving Dorota more these days. Well, she has a big... She has. I wrote this down, too. She has her biggest line of the series so far in this episode. Yeah, thank God. N- Nicole, how much do you love Dorota? I love Dorota. I mean, she is a little snitch here, but sometimes you got to snitch <laughs> for good. And it's clear that Serena was not doing very hot. I don't know why Serena's reaction to her life going down the toilet is to go back to the old Serena. But also, like, it's what she knows. There's too many eyes. Like, when you're rich, you don't really get privacy. So, like, snitch for good. But also, like, that would kind of suck having someone in my business, like, 24-7. Sure, they care more than my real mom at that point. But still. That's true. Yeah, I think Dorota did it clearly out of concern for oh, Serena. Yeah, I think if yeah. it, she wasn't just doing it to, to be a tattletale um, and you, Nicole, you joined the line of everyone coming on to this podcast and praising Dorota and Brendan still not understanding because she hasn't gotten many lines still at this point. <laughs> well, th- th- she's starting to come into her own now. Um, but on, on that, that, uh, that Serena bit, it's funny that the past few episodes, she's been kind of self-destructive because of Georgina, but it seems like this, uh, this, little instant was like straight up herself trying to cope with everything that's going on and just got drunk on her own yeah this i don't think her. there's any georgina involved it was just her just like uh, i just kind of confessed to a murder maybe yeah. i'm gonna go get trashed and <laughs> who knows what yeah happened. according to Forget blair's re- <laughs> yeah. according to blair's <laughs> retelling of events serena came over said she killed someone that's what we saw and then blair went to go upstairs for a second to get some valium for her and <laughs> as soon as serena confessed to this apparently she just left to go get drunk yeah so, and then they, they come. She comes back the next day, and while she's talking to everyone, Blair seems like she doesn't know what Serena's talking about. Still, I guess she didn't get more details, but she's like acting like last episode she didn't say I killed someone. Yes, and I, I'll talk about this in the scene. But Blair, she during that scene, she's like, "Come on, Serena, just tell us whatever you've done, we've done too." And I'm like, like, like "Serena you know. just confessed to murder last episode. You know that this is not something that you guys have done." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but all right, so. Georgina's calling Serena again. Serena's still not answering. And at this point, we still have not even seen her or Blair since her big confession last week. And Georgina's fed up and decides that she's going to come to Serena and bring coffee. And I got to say, hey, if Georgina's going to be this complete disaster asshole life ruiner, at least she's bringing Uh Serena some coffee. And just the way she likes it, according to Georgina, dark but sweet. Now, I, I (laughs) I don't know much about coffee, but 
Nicole, I, I know that you you've said that you've gotten coffee before. Is, is this an order you can go? Can you go to Starbucks and get like one medium dark but sweet coffee? No, not at Santa Bros. Definitely not. You just get like a black <laughs> a black a coffee, no milk, and a lot of sugar, right? I guess if, that would be that, right? Maybe even like, a, a, like very light on the milk, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. But unfortunately for Georgina, she runs into Dan. She tries to quickly turn around, but Dan sees her, calls out, Hey, Sarah! And uh, <laughs> and she's to immediately turn back around and get into character, which shouldn't be too hard for the improv queen Georgina, but it, it is oh, fun yeah. to watch her have to work so quickly here. She's like This character is an incredible actress. like Not the I... actress herself, but the character <laughs> is incredible. Like Later on, we see like her bring tears to her eyes to really to swoon Dan she's at amazing. the show. And Incredible. I, Nicole, I know you said you don't love Georgina, but you have to appreciate the effort here. You have to appreciate what a goddamn lunatic she is. <laughs> I mean, she was put in a very compromised situation here. Like, what do you do besides just wing it? Especially, well, like, we'll see later in the episode she gets in this position again. But damn, like, this is what happens when you lie. Shit catches up with you. This is what she wants. She loves to lie. She just wants to see how, what kind of web she can tangle herself in. She yeah. is a messy bitch who lives for drama. And I respect <laughs> it, that. It, it, it's different because uh, Georgina's lies are all like proactive lies. She's like creating stories and worlds for herself that she could just travel freely in and <laughs> go back and forth when the time calls for it. Serena's lies are all uh, reactionary lies where Dan is right. Dan knows something's up. He's asking for the truth. And Serena's like, I was sick or I cheated on you. Yes. Uh, yeah. She's not good at it either. So Georgina, like we said, always quick on her feet. Dan, Dan tells her that he hasn't seen Serena, but luckily for both of them, Serena calls him. But it's not Serena. It's our favorite bartender, Drew. Apparently, Serena left her phone at the bar and he's been able to charge it or just somehow didn't die. And, you know, he describes her. It seems like we're getting the return of wild Serena here. Dan, Because Dan isn't to describe the girl. And he says, tall, blonde, was with three guys, walked down on her to tab. And I'm, I'm very surprised he also didn't say beautiful because apparently that's the only way anyone knows how to describe Serena. He's like the first person in the right. history of the show to not say beautiful when describing Serena. Yeah, Drew's not impressed. <laughs> I mean, he is a bartender at One Oak and One Oak is notorious for always letting in like, oh. high school girls. Like I always knew oh. that in high school is that so this the makes sense. big IDs would go to One Oak. So I'm sure he sees a lot of beautiful girls, but he probably knows that they're all underage. Yeah, pro- so like right. the uh, so, so, like, he, so he's he's covering his bases here. Yeah. So like the Hofstra bars on Long Island. <laughs> exactly. There you go. But once you turn, because this is all actual high school kids, not even college kids. Oh boy. So, uh, Dan Dan hangs up on poor Drew when Drew starts complaining about how Serena skipped out on the tab, and <laughs> Sarah pretends to be concerned here. And that that's that's pretty much it for now. We'll get back to it in a little bit, but Blair is finally going to arrive here. And Serena is also with Blair at, at Blair's house in the elevator. She's she's not looking so hot. I, and I love this because we already have our foursome of four old friends getting together for something. I, I mention a lot how I always love when we get these big team ups like this. And yeah. I, hopefully it's enough to make everyone friends again before the end of the season. I was hoping so. I was hoping this would really bring up. I don't think at the end of this episode it did necessarily, but I think it was a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think... Um, and I think in in a lot of episodes we we get like these pairings or like trios or something. And we get like three or four separate storylines. So I just love when you have this this main foursome who has been friends with each other since before the events of the show, and they're they're together here and they're all teaming up to try to help Serena out. It just it, it warms my heart for Serena. Yeah, absolutely. Set aside all their differences to come together for her. They yep. might be hateful on their own, and they might all be terrible people. But as a group, they know what the what the greater good is. Exactly. Yes, they'll they'll fuck up anyone outside the group, but within each other, even though they're all mad at each other, they 
they they uh they know what they have to do to to right. uh to and what what friend group hasn't slept with everyone inside of it i mean that's just that's just high school baby right nate and chuck spring into action they take serene upstairs while while dorota makes the coffee hopefully she's making it you know dark but sweet because apparently that's how serena likes <laughs> she's it she's fucking better <laughs> And it's just so much action. Like it reminds me of a scene out of like a medical drama where like Blair is Doctor really House. Did. She's like shouting orders. She's like, yeah. "You guys bring, you guys bring Serene upstairs. I'm gonna need coffee. Stat, come on, go, Sat. go. She's got lupus. <laughs> She's got lupus. <laughs> what is this a thing that I'm missing out on? <laughs> Have house, you... Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do the house rewatch next. <laughs> Have you watched the uh, classic medical drama House MD? Okay, see, this is where you lose me. Do you think I have ever had the time in my life to watch House MD, a show that came out when I was like seven? <laughs> I loved House. It, it was like House is great. I watched it yeah with my parents as a kid. Back during uh, this time, this was like eighth grade when Gossip Girl was coming out. But eighth grade is like The Office and House were like my two favorite shows, and I would just watch reruns yeah. of them over and over again. I, I think House was like like childish and cartoonish enough and like ridiculous and funny where it was still a good. It was you know you, your parents could watch it and. Teenagers could also watch it. Yeah, both well, appreciate. You had House. It was kind of like your your Chuck Bass antihero in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Someone with a, something new every day. With all these zingers, yeah. I shout out to the USA no- Network, which I feel like at any given time was just playing fifteen House episodes in a row every day, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I would watch all of it. Uh, so they're they're all trying to wake Serena up here. We, we haven't seen Serena this drunk since the Thanksgiving flashback episode, but the the difference is is that Serena yeah, was is a much sadder. a very charming drunk in that episode. Right now she <laughs> she's like passed out and wasted and depressed. So. Yeah. Well, I think in the Thanksgiving episode we're seeing her like at peak drunk. Yes. Like on the way up still, and this one we're seeing the hard hard come down. This is maybe like what it looks like after like the Thanksgiving day is over. Right. Chuck Chuck says he's he handled getting the hangover cures and he got bagels while while Blair tries to get her uh get Serena in the shower. Chuck Chuck says it's like old times and Nate, Nate's like why do I feel like you're enjoying this and Chuck just says call me sentimental as we hear Serena puking. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I'm also Good very noises, mis- by the way. I'm also very realistic. <laughs> I'm also a very uh, nostalgic guy so maybe I would get sentimental at this moment too. <laughs> I think he, well, there is also, like, right before he says that, too, Nate has to close the door because <laughs> Chuck's watching Serena take her clothes off <laughs> yeah, to no, try and puke. He, that was kind of Such a so creepy much. face. He, <laughs> yeah. he makes the best creepy face in the business. <laughs> that's how he gets his money. That's, yeah. That's what they call him up for, to make the creepy face. So we, we find out that Serena hasn't yet gone into detail about what she said last week, and Blair's, Blair's going to be a good friend. She doesn't tell Chuck and Nate. She says, we're here to help Serena no matter what the problem is, which I think was a great uh, tagline for this episode in general. She, This is Blair's MO. She says, right. I, we don't care what it is that's bothering Serena. We're here to help her no matter what. And from this point on, like we mentioned, Blair is actually just going to forget what Serena even said last week because she, she apparently has no, <laughs> really no memory. committed. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, apparently Serena came over, told Blair she killed someone, and then immediately just left to get hammered, which is a bold strategy. And we're seeing how it's paying yeah. off right now. So, I mean, I, I, as a high schooler, I feel like I would do the same. Yeah, and we really don't figure out what exactly happened till the end of the episodes. Gossip Girl, this show is—it's really good at keeping us in suspense for as long as possible. Even when they they show you half of the video at first, yeah, like oh, we're gonna finally get to see it, and they tease you with half of it, and then they wait till the, uh, the second half of the episode to finish it up. Yeah, they're really good at uh, drawing it out. Mm-hmm. So, Rufus and Vanessa are loading the van. Rufus yells at some poor guy reading the newspaper, and he's the king of segues here because he tells he tells Vanessa, "I don't like the post. Another thing I don't like, my son depressed." Very smooth, very very good writing here. Very natural way of speaking. 
Did you see the title of that that article, by the way? Yeah, it was like your former love Lily Vanderwoodson's about to fuck Bart Bass or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a little bit of a longer version of it. It said "Beauty Bags Bass." <laughs> I actually didn't read it. I just saw the I just saw the picture. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a bad. You're headline. close. Beauty Bags Bass. <laughs> so Vanessa tells Rufus that Serena is just jealous of their new friend Sarah, which. Where did she get that from? <laughs> like, Serena was giving a lot of things last week, but I don't think any of them were jealousy. I feel like Vanessa might just be projecting here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly what's happening. Like, we saw last week's episode, and Serena was definitely not well, but she wasn't, like, complaining about S- Sarah or anything. I mean, she did tell Dan. She was like, there's just something about Sarah that I don't understand. But it never seemed like Serena was actually jealous. No, if anything, it just seemed like she had seen a ghost. Yeah, it seemed like she was her. terrified of her. Yeah. And that's what we get this uh the first look they hang this picture up with a uh, grungy Rufus here. What a what a hunk he was. Hunk, right? Do you do you agree, Nicole? Was he a hunk back in the day? Uh yeah, I guess. I mean, he's just like a sweaty rock star. Like I'm sure he was probably really <laughs> coped up. Like, I'm sure they were all coped up, so Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we asked if he was good looking. We didn't ask how many how much drugs he was on. But I'm glad yeah, you answered. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the only way I would have a kid with a man named Rufus if is if I was on a lot of coke, so. <laughs> and that is very fair. That's the second guest in a row to talk shit about his first name. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they went it with is a bad naming one. this character Rufus. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of a human being named that in my life. Yeah, so they reserved that for the naked mole rats of the world. <laughs> well, look who's also looking at this picture. It's Lily, and apparently... Lily Lily has agreed to do some kind of uh, interview for some kind of article that's happening. I have a lot of problems with with this interviewer. He's very this report is very strange. But apparently he's, very, Lil- he's got he's got one agenda on his mind. <laughs> exactly. Apparently Lily was the one who took that photo and it's the band's most well-known image. Even though it is only one member of the band that's in the picture. So sorry to the rest of the band. Their most well-known <laughs> image is just of Rufus. And, well, they, they got a front man. What can you say? Aren't yeah. they a forgotten band of the 90s though? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. About <laughs> any of them. Even Lily is like, I wouldn't go that far, but the the reporter's like, I am. It's positively iconic. I'm like, all right, let's calm down about this picture. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's a picture. Brendan, Brendan, what do you think of Lincoln Hawk as a band name? I, it, we, me and Nicole were joking around how it's, it sounds like um, someone from Boston is saying, like, Lincoln Park. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't it too close to Lincoln Park? Yeah, it is. Is this why yep. everyone keeps forgetting about them? Because a decade later, Lincoln Park's <laughs> going to burst onto the scene. And now oh, anytime yeah. anyone mentions Lincoln Hawk, people probably just think they're talking about Lincoln Park. <laughs> I think definitely. I don't think Lincoln Hawk had an al- any album as big as Hybrid Theory back in 2001. Oh, not even close. <laughs> so th- this interviewer keeps asking Lily like personal questions about her and Rufus. And maybe starting to stir up some old feelings with Lily right before the wedding. Um, Br- Brendan, do you think Rufus is going to pull, like, a speak now and interrupt the wedding to run off with Lily? Ooh, wow. We love more Taylor Swift references here. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, I don't know how to answer that because I see what happens, so I don't want to, like, make a prediction for something that I've watched and know what happens. <laughs> no, but I mean, we <laughs> so, haven't, we haven't, I'll get, say no. <laughs> we haven't gotten to the actual wedding yet. We've just, we've seen them. Oh, I see, I see. We've seen them. Well, I, I get, yeah, so maybe now after seeing this whole episode, you're right, that there could be seen in... Like the wedding episode where he does do that. But at this point, maybe watching the episode, I'm like, okay, I guess I don't know how he's really going to swoop his way back in there. Right. 
So that's a good point. Dan Dan comes to the door, interrupts, but Lily has never been happier to see Dan. And uh, apparently, Dan was just going to wait outside until Serena eventually came home. I, that's mm-hmm. speaking of stalker behavior. That's like I understand he's worried about Serena, but there, he's, there's got to be better ways to spend your time. Yeah, just, but this is just yeah. what he knows. You could do what you know. <laughs> Uh, Dan, Dan tells Lily that her daughter's missing, and I still love Lily here because she's still not alarmed in the slightest, doesn't seem to care, and also continues the trend of just giving Dan obvious advice. She's like, have you tried calling her? <laughs> are, yeah. they, are these parents just trolling Dan at this point? I, th- I think they do think he's very stupid, but I do love how much Lily loves Dan now. Like, since like, she had such a hard time with him early on, and now she's like, loves seeing his face because she loves Rufus. Right. And she... She tells Dan to try Blair's house because that's where uh, that's where Charles was going, and so Dan. <laughs> um, Love Charles. Lily, Lily has to talk to the interviewer again, and he, like you said, he's got some weird fucking agenda because he desperately needs to get to the bottom of the Lily Rufus love story for some reason. I he he keeps he's like asking things. He's like, "Was this picture so good because you were so in love with Rufus? Did you take this picture before or after you were in a relationship with Rufus?" Like he is he's obsessed for some reason. I, I have to, was he hired by Rufus to try to, to try to <laughs> get her back in, back on the Rufus train? That's a good uh, hybrid theory. What do you think of this conspiracy theory, Nicole? Oh, hybrid I don't theory, know, but it's now. weirdo behavior. Weirdo behavior. So weird. <laughs> I, I'd love to read whatever article this guy ends up writing. It's just some kind of weird yeah. piece about how <laughs> how Lily was in love with It's, it's going to be some weird sexual fan fiction about these two. <laughs> and we see Rufus reading it like, yep, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Good work, my friend. <laughs> Dan's going to show up at this big Blair party and... I just love this scene. Now it's even better now because Dan's joined the party. We have our five main characters all under the same roof for the first time in a while. Dan Dan asks Chuck, Nate, and Blair, "Don't you all hate each other?" And the responses are so fun. At the same time, Blair says yes, <laughs> Nate says absolutely, and Chuck says no, which is very funny. Aww. During the yeah, Chuck so still sweet. loves his friends. <laughs> Dan's like Chuck well, this- 4K. <laughs> yes, Dan's like, oh, that's going to be great for some psychologist someday. But I need to know where. Serena is <laughs> Chuck was this made me laugh Chuck is also just holding a plate of bagels and smiling in this scene <laughs> Chuck loves Same. the bagels <laughs> yeah Chuck would have fit in well in the OC because he loves he loves the bagels <laughs> he would have fit in well <laughs> Dan is Dan's not amused he just wants to find Serena they try lying to him that she's not here but Dan's not buying it so Blair tells him she's like listen he she just doesn't want to see you and even Dan's new bestie Nate won't let Dan upstairs we saw them you know really bonding last time Nate was here Nate giving yeah. him the SAT stuff but Nate's you know obviously he's team Serena he, we know where his loyalties lie right. he's not letting Dan upstairs I guess my question is why are they not letting Dan see her. Like, he clearly cares about her and is obviously worried about her. I feel like he can only help the situation. But right. I, I, I... Yeah, I, I don't know why. They, they feel like they're doing the right thing for some reason. I, I can't pinpoint why they think that's the best move. Like, my first thought is that they're under strict orders from Serena to not let him see her like this. Because I guess I could believe that. But then uh, Serena just immediately comes, right comes downstairs anyway. So... Yeah. I don't that wasn't what she said. What are they doing? Unless she had a change of heart. It's like, you know what? He's down there. I guess I should just go talk to him. Yeah, she wanted to make her a grand reveal. I mean, I love attention. I would do the same. I would come down. <laughs> All right, fair. <laughs> Nicole is Nicole's sobering up. She tells her friends, "She's like, listen, don't let him come upstairs. I will make my grand entrance when I'm good and ready." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Period. move. That's why I didn't make my grand entrance on this Discord call. I kept it nice wrap. <laughs> so when I come out looking gorgeous, and yes. I'm my hair and yes. makeup. 
<laughs> yeah. As we do Linda West Theater, you're gonna <laughs> you're doing your makeup right now, so for the theater part, you're gonna just look amazing. Yeah, so when you hear me and Brendan gasp halfway through this podcast, <laughs> you will know it's because the beautiful and glamorous Nicole has finally turned her video on. Yeah. And eagle eared listeners of the podcast know I have a great gasp on this show. That's right. Uh, What's an eagle ear? <laughs> Are you just like a bird specialist? Yeah, yeah, it's a podcast term. <laughs> it's a oh. <laughs> Okay, you know, it's a, no, it's just something so about, now eagle ear listeners know the term eagle ear yeah it's people in the biz they're always saying eagle ears so, <laughs> so serena, something else to be insecure about no 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 <laughs> uh, serena as we mentioned has miraculously sobered up somehow and comes downstairs to talk to dan like she was literally just passed out in the elevator she was yeah. th- i mean i she, guess she throwing up much worse did a lot of work also maybe whatever this hangover kieran bagels that chuck brought over worked wonders at sobering her up somehow uh-huh. but dan very understandably again just wants to know what's going on, since now it seems like literally everyone else knows except for him, and he's her damn boyfriend. Yeah. So yeah, he's, at a, he's at a breaking point right now. Like, I get I get it, Serena. I get that she does not want Dan to know about this, but we are so far beyond that now. Like, it's not an option. She has yet another chance to come clean and just continues to fumble. Like, okay, what? let's play this out. What does she think is going to happen? Like, obviously, we see what does happen. She decides to lie in the moment that she cheated on him. But in this moment, what does she think is going to happen? Does she think Dan's just going to forget about this and everything will go back to normal? Like, even if she never, ever tells Dan about this, there's always going to be this weird thing between them now. So how does Serena envision this ending? Right. I guess she's just too immature to understand that the only only option really is to come clean about everything. If you want anything to go back to normal. But she just can't say that right now. N- Nicole, I have to imagine you're team Dan on this one. I am. I just feel so terrible, but I've also been, I feel terrible for Dan, but I've also been the type to self-sabotage. I'm assuming her line of thought was that if I do something so egregious, he'll never talk to me again and I'll never have to come clean and tell the truth. Um, I've never done anything that crazy, but I see where she's coming from. Not saying I understand it. I'm just saying she's doing one for the toxic ladies. Yeah, in this moment, I, I kind of understand it. But like as the episode goes on, I'm like, all right, enough, lady. Come on. Yeah, is I don't know. Is Dan never talking to her again worth him? Like never figuring out the actual truth? Like, she's yeah, still she's lo- not really she's reasoning loses. right now. So, yeah, Dan wants to know why he's her boyfriend and yet the only person she won't talk to, which is a fair question. Also wants to know, Mm -hmm. like, who the guys were that she was with and now wants to know if she cheated on him. And Serena's going to take this opportunity to tell Dan that, yes, she cheated on him. Dan obviously says he's done at this point. And Dan must have really been in love because I feel like I would have been done well before this. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Like, at this point, Dan's like, okay, I'm done now. Now that you've confirmed that you've cheated on me. I've stayed for too long and now that's it. Yes. Uh, Brendan for even a moment did you think that serena had actually cheated on him or did you just assume like this was her covering up for yeah no exactly i I did not think she did yeah me neither i but i didn't know we've met this this character that we've met it was not that type of person right right yeah she i mean like i've mentioned in other episodes she hasn't even like looked at another guy no guy has tried to come in between them we haven't gotten a love triangle with dan serena or anyone else so it it would be pretty out of character for serena to Mm -hmm. to cheat on dan no matter how drunk she got right so I just have to ask, Serena, what are, you, what are you doing? I mean, yes, this is one for the toxic ladies, but God, Serena, there's got to be another way. Uh, yeah, there has th- to be another way. Dan storms off, and luckily for him this time, the, the elevator opens right away as Dan tries to leave. He doesn't have that awkward moment of pressing the button and having to wait for the elevator to come while everyone awkwardly <laughs> stands at it, stares at him. And as soon as he gets on, onto the elevator, Georgina calls him, and 
as to meet up. Uh, this timing is so suspicious that it seems like Georgina planned it this way, even though there's literally no way Georgina could have planned for this to work out this way. But I, I guess just good timing. Not even on her Georgina. Part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Dan agrees to meet up with her, and I'm just thinking, this guy, you better not get with Sarah. I, I know he thinks that Serena cheated on him and everything, but I mean, yeah. it's been two seconds. He better not be getting with Sarah. He better not. And spoilers for the end of the episode, he might. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, cheeky more more that, them, but, yeah. that cheeky motherfucker. <laughs> Lily now is finding fault in like every wedding decision she's made. She says like 15 words that I just straight up don't understand in this one sentence. And Bart, <laughs> Bart wants to know why she has a problem with everything all of a sudden. We know that it's because she think she's thinking of the Dilf Rufus now and maybe yes. doesn't want to get married. But she says it's because she's had three perfect weddings and now she just wants this one to be more perfect than perfect. Good for Lily for being three for three so far with perfect weddings. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, like, that. I understand the sentiment, but I would have said maybe, like, I've had three shitty weddings, and I want this one to be finally good. That would have been a better thing to say. <laughs> and maybe Bart just wouldn't have believed her. <laughs> here's, Damn, here's shit the- better work out with Bart, because imagine getting married five times. That's kind of insane. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's been done. Dor- Dorota- not by me, though. Not, not yet. <laughs> Y'all be safe. Not yet. <laughs> oh, no. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish five marriages on anyone. <laughs> Dorota, Dorota now calls Lily, and I'm very surprised that Lily actually does know who Dorota is, because Dorota goes to introduce herself, and Lily's like, yeah, I know who you are, Dorota. <laughs> I feel like Eleanor might not even know who Dorita, Dor- Dorito, Dorota is yet. <laughs> Dorito. <laughs> Dorito, my favorite maid. I feel like Eleanor might be calling her Dorito. <laughs> you got snacks in the brain there, buddy? I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> I woke up I and was another friend. snack name you come up with for the rest of the cast. <laughs> I woke up and was just ready to podcast. but yes dorota tells lily that serena's like the old days and lily should maybe be worried and like we said she snitched but good good look for dorota here looking out for serena and at this point though lily's still not concerned at all but she tells bart she has to go at this point lily's still remaining cool no matter what you you literally cannot fluster her why does she care about being a good mom now yeah i don't know (laughs) <laughs> because Lily. she hates her new husband so much yeah she has nothing left she has to care <laughs> well, about yeah. being a mom <laughs> right she's got to care about something else to get her mind off this she needs a new a new passion project so she goes she goes snooping in serena's room and that's when she finds the video that serena's been hiding why did serena not like immediately destroy this evidence or at least get rid of the tag that says watch me on it. <laughs> yeah she just leaves it in her drawer <laughs> even if lily yeah, was she should have probably thrown that in a trash can like there's one on every corner in the city that could have been so easy yeah but she right, leaves she's it. done out a phone before on the street just throw this out too <laughs> yeah, exactly so b- back to back to the party at blair's house and nate nate wants to know why serena told dan asks if it's true serena says she's much she'd much rather think that dan cheated on her him she'd much rather dan think that serena cheated on him mm-hmm. <laughs> just so everyone knows what's happening here uh then what she really <laughs> did because yes serena this is so much better um i i guess Maybe maybe Serena is confident in her, in her ability to charm her way out of this afterward. Like, if she thinks she just cheated on him, that enough time will pass that she could just kind of go back to him, flash her smile again, and be like, hey, it, it didn't mean anything. I was drunk. I was going through something. That's over now. And, and she could right. she could win her way back. But if Dan finds out that, God forbid, she uh, she ever killed someone, then there's no no coming back from that. Right. That is kind of bad. This, uh, uh, later on, when we find out that what she's so worried about happened even before they even started dating makes me even more mad like why are you yes. so hung up on this like th- this is so much more stupid when we find out the timeline of this <laughs> yes and i say kill someone in in heavy quotation marks right 
So Nate, Nate, Chuck, and Blair are all trying to comfort Serena right now. I, I love that we've mentioned this, but I love that they all put away their differences to try and help her here. And they, they all tell Serena all the fucked up stuff they've done. I, I love that none of them like even care anymore. They're just all bringing it up. <laughs> I had sex with him yeah. in the back of a limo several <laughs> times. I had sex with you at a wedding while it was her date. <laughs> once and chuck just says his iconic catchphrase i'm chuck bass (laughs) these are the kind of best friends that i want (laughs) the ones that are just telling me all the fucked up stuff they've done to try to cheer me up yeah (laughs) and this is when blair says one of my favorite lines in this show she says you can tell us we don't judge we're the non-judging breakfast club Mm -hmm. i love a breakfast club reference brendan you you know i love the breakfast club because i did oh yeah i think we watched it for the first time together oh that makes sense i also while i was visiting you in new paltz one time I, i bought my breakfast club shirt at some random at some random store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, it was St. Patrick's Day. I needed green, and I, it just happened yeah. to be a green shirt. We were at uh, Peter Lewis or something, whatever that. Peter Harris. There we go. If Name you say store. so. I don't know. Listen, I never yeah. went to New Paltz. You're, you're on your own here. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to make a Peter Luger joke because you know how um, uh, what's-her-face Blair is like, Serena, I remember when you used to make out with investment bankers in the bathroom at PJ Clark's. My yes. joke was going to be, I've done way worse with investment bankers in the bathroom at Peter Luger's. <laughs> 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 but and I networks that I do know what that is inside baseball. So no, it's a steakhouse, right? Yeah, but also I don't, um, I do not recommend. Um, I've never done anything in the bathroom there. Yeah. That was just a joke for the people. Up- for the people updating the wiki right now, that was just a joke. That is not canon. Just a joke. Calm for down. So a Long Island version of that would be us doing things with people in the bathroom of Annapolis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God. During half price apps. In the, in the yes. with a chicken wing hanging out my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so much, so much has happened at, at at Applebee's, both in and out of the bathroom. <laughs> that can be a bonus podcast. <laughs> I have stories, and, and like, I bet I, I feel like I, Applebee's is is such a a big part of 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 anyone's life in high school, especially on Long Island. Right, especially before you're like really you really start drinking, and then even when you start drinking, you gotta close out. You gotta close out Applebee's. <laughs> And find the one waiter that will serve you alcohol. Yes. And so we, we said it was weird here, but Blair keeps saying things like, anything you did, we've done too, when she knows that Serena has recently confessed to murder. So interesting, interesting strategy here for interesting for Blair. Now, Serena's going to start telling us. She says, she starts off by saying, you all know Georgina Sparks. So now at least we know that Nate is aware of her too. I've been wondering, what what's the deal with them? Does Nate know who she is or... Or like, because we do, we still don't really know the exact relationship, but here we find out that Chuck lost her virginity, lost his virginity to Georgina in sixth yeah. grade. Sixth grade. Wow. This means they <laughs> Chuck were. Chuck might win the MVP just for this fact alone. I was going to ask, does this count as Chuck getting an MVP for losing his virginity? But I'm already feeling uncomfortable about talking about it. No, yeah, I, I it, it it's it's up there, but I already have my MVP in mind. This means they were eleven years, eleven or twelve years old. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. You're right. Oh, yeah, let, not this show. Not this show. Oh. Let's move on. Don't don't be <laughs> don't be conjuring those images, Gossip Girl. So Serena <laughs> said. Serena says something happened the night of the wedding, the Shepherd wedding. So apparently, uh, this also happened the night that Serena fucked her best friend's boyfriend. So what a night for S here. <laughs> Incredible. She betrayed her best friend, and then she <laughs> then she found Georgina, and then uh, quote unquote killed someone. So we, we, yeah, I do like that we're getting more of like a, a world building for this 
the, the, the prequel of the show. Yeah, we always go back to this scene particularly, and we get we yeah. get the flashback again to Serena and Nate going at it, and Blair's just like, "Can we can we just skip this part, please?" <laughs> I know we're all out <laughs> in the open about it now, but I still need to hear all the details. I still love this. Yeah. yeah. Why did Serena even start telling me? So you guys remember the Shepherd wedding? So me and Nate left. You guys and we just started going to town. <laughs> Like, he's my boyfriend most of my life. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> and that's when Serena left to meet up with Georgina. And this is when we start intercutting this with um, Lily finds the video. She's watching the video. And we finally see some of it. We heard it last episode. But now we see Georgina's <laughs> setting up a Serena sex tape here. And now Lily seems to be disturbed for the first time all episode. Why the hell did Georgina want to make a Serena sex tape? She never, she doesn't have any logic to doing it. She's just like, Serena will be down for anything. Let's just set up the camera over She's here. She's crazy. What, like, other than just being an absolute lunatic, why is Georgina doing this? I guess just so she could have this for a blackmail in the future if she ever needs it, which she did. And <laughs> just for, for J.O. material in the future as well. Oh, is that, is that what it is? I think so. Oh, boy. Serena Serena says she's lucky that she was too affected by what just happened, like with her and Nate to be much fun, implying that normally the night probably would have ended in like this this sex romp and would have ended up with a sex tape because uh, Serena did not even know she was being recorded. Georgina, just have to say again, she is so insane. This is a crime on so many levels. (laughs) (laughs) She was all the drugs in the room, too. Is this is this the reason you don't care for Georgina that much, Nicole? I mean, I would never judge someone for doing drugs. Like, I'm no, no, not, no, not, not, not a the, hater. Yeah, no, no, not not the drugs, but just the fact that she is so willing to uh, hide cameras in, in hotel rooms and and make sex yeah. tapes of her friends without without their permissions. Yeah, not. I also really like to have vibe. her friend like push her onto Serena too, push him onto Serena. Like, hey, really, just go after her, and she'll be fine with it. Right. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a vibe at all. It is uh, not a good look for for Georgina. Where did Georgina even find this guy? Did she just like find the first guy and, and bring him up? Like, hey, you want to have a you want to have a good time with Serena? Oh, you mean that tall, blonde, <laughs> beautiful girl? Yeah, <laughs> it is Pete. Yes, and <laughs> Pete brings out the party favors. Serena doesn't feel good. We see Lily watching the video again, and I mean, I I I, I watched this and rewatched it. There's no other way to describe this. This guy is forcing himself onto Serena right now, which is not something you want to see, especially when it's your daughter. So this sucks that Lily has to watch it. But yeah. this this guy he starts undressing Serena and not not only does Serena not seem about this but she is also so clearly out of it like this this guy's a real sicko I hate to say it but kind of kind of glad he's I know. not alive I, anymore I was like <laughs> I was like so confused about why she even started getting into it. I guess she was so just out of it she just like oh someone's like she probably forgot where she was like I don't there's a, a point where like a uh, Switch flips and she's just like, all right, I guess I'll make out with you. I mean, she is she's saying no so many times and the guys just keep forcing himself on. He keeps kissing her. He's undressing her. And eventually, I mean, Serena, I'm guessing just like ran out of energy trying to get this guy off because you see she had to come up with the uh, to to get him off her yet. She had to be like, all right, how about let's uh, let's do some drugs first and then we can get back. So, yeah, it's tough, tough to watch as a mom. Yeah, so uh, good- I understand why she just shut the laptop at that point. Yeah, R.I.P. Pete. Good riddance. <laughs> also, yeah. also keep in mind, Serena and Georgina are supposed to be like fifteen here. So, yeah, this yeah, who knows how old this guy is? Well, later when uh, they are talking about how Serena talked to the parents or whatever, they said that he had been an addict for ten years, which means even oh, wow. if we are giving a very like <laughs> he started at ten conservative estimate here and saying that he got addicted to cocaine at the the young age of like 13 that would still put him at at least 23 here like right praying so it would have been statutory at the praying very least. on a 15 year old real rape yeah so 
just bad. And, and I doubt he started getting addicted when he was 13. So he's probably even old. This guy, <laughs> man, is probably in his mid 20s, just like uh, forcing himself onto yeah, a 15 year old. So very fucked up. And this is when Lily closes the laptop and uh, she stops watching before she even gets to see any of the murder take place. <laughs> she gets to see <laughs> <laughs> just a, a very uncomfortable scene all around. So, yeah. Um, Serena uh, continues the story in order to get this guy to stop hooking up with her. She suggests doing some cocaine first. And the guy like he starts like convulsing or whatever, having some kind of seizure or whatever. And Serena goes to call 911. But Georgina talks her out of it at first because there's drugs everywhere. Georgina, obviously thinking of herself first, like very uh, self-preservation kicks in here. And Serena's still very out of it. So she listens to Georgina, but she still has the presence of mind to to use the guy's phone to call 911. Like Serena, like even if she left without calling 911, I still wouldn't say that Serena killed this guy. But she actually found the guy's phone, called 911. And now I start to laugh during this very serious scene because Serena starts using her like terrible Southern accent again, which... (laughs) 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 right like that was necessary he's having a seizure or something i don't know what's happening (laughs) i I guess her voice is so recognizable she just had to disguise it otherwise 911 would be like she thought they would like oh hi serena is this the tall beautiful blonde serena (laughs) no go on nicole the 911 you know they have gossip girl eyes and ears everywhere even the dispatchers (laughs) yes (laughs) yes exactly so serena had to disguise her voice just in case which it was just so fun to me because it's still such a bad southern accent and she's also like (laughs) half crying so it just sounds ridiculous and i was like i know we're getting serious right now but i have to appreciate the the levity of this situation (laughs) (laughs) um so serena and georgina are gonna flee the scene georgina says they have to split up but uh serena's too good nature even now to just leave so she stays behind she basically sees them carrying the guy's dead body out of the hotel and this is really gonna fuck her up so this fucks her up she so much that she ends up convincing lily to send her to boarding school and now we finally know why serena left for boarding school. reason brendan how did this yeah. reveal uh, sit with you after finally getting it after a whole season i went ah yeah did just like that did you i mean i think i like the reveal because i certainly yeah i certainly didn't see it coming and it's a good payoff after um wondering or perhaps not even wondering so long like i i the first time i watched it i didn't really think we were gonna find an exact reason why she went to yeah boarding school i, I thought it was just either. kind of like implied like she was a mess before they sent her out to boarding school now she's back but i'm glad we have like an actual concrete reason for yeah, why she felt the definitely need to more them. definitive yeah what, what do you think nicole did you like this reveal um i think the payoff was good it kind of sucks that like oh serena kind of killed a guy kind of like a black stain on her legacy with that one but also um yeah it's it's tough watching it was tough watching the scene but uh it makes sense it puts everything into into perspective on why serena was yes. feeling so guilty and overwhelmed and right. so that, willing to yeah. lie to her boyfriend yes a lot in one night and i will too. yes and i will contend that uh serena did not still did not kill like i get why she's so fucked up about this she like witnessed someone yeah. die but she really she she did the best she could. The only thing she didn't do was stay. And I, I think she has more reason to feel guilty about what she did mm-hmm. to Blair and like cheating. Like, and all she had to do was stay. Cheating with Nate. All she had to do was stay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> A classic track five. <laughs> um, but I, I would feel more guilty if I was her for what she did to Blair, like uh, having sex with Nate than this. But I get why she's so upset about this, but still. Right. And... Uh- Blair also completely understands now why Serena never even said goodbye. She just had to get out of it. She's like, this makes yeah. so much sense now. 
And Nate, Nate asks what everyone has been thinking for three weeks now. He says, what does she want from you? And Serena answers like, she just wants me to be a crazy person again with her. And then Blair asks right. what everyone's also been thinking and says, why don't you just tell Dan about her? See, Serena's friends are just so smart. <laughs> Serena is <laughs> you know, just speaking for the listeners at this point. Exactly. I mean, Serena's, for the, the watchers. Yeah, Josh Schwartz is like, I know what everyone's saying. We, let's, just, let's, <laughs> let's get this out in the uh-huh. open. Serena's just terrified of anyone ever seeing the film. But I'll say again, obviously Serena did not kill this person. It wasn't even her drugs that killed him, as Lily as Lily says later. Like it was not like she brought drugs, she said have a line and he mm-hmm. did it and it died. This guy brought his own drugs. He was going to do them anyway. Right. And she also did call nine one one to help him. There's not much more she could have done. Yeah, if, if you watch the whole movie, if we'll call it. <laughs> she comes out on top. She's the hero of this movie. Yeah. She feels guilty she didn't stay, but stay staying was not going to save him. Like if she stayed, right. he's still gonna like she's not trained in whatever the fuck would have happened that needed to happen to save this guy's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the call is the most important thing. And she did that. Justice for Serena. Justice. I I, I also want to say that I'm a little, at this point, uh, watching this episode, I'm a little disappointed there was no real murder. Like, the, the, what, a, what a hype up last episode and to hear she didn't really do anything wrong. Like, I hope somebody <laughs> better get murdered in this series at some point. Hey, that's, just, what a tease. that's just the nature of the cliffhanger, baby. <laughs> And I think I, I did predict this also last episode. Like, it wasn't going to be a real, it was going to be like, mm-hmm. kind of like a accidental And murder. to be fair, she didn't say I murdered someone. She said I killed someone, which I guess maybe maybe there is some. Yeah, some which is why I, that, that kind of tipped me off a little bit. I can see, like I said, why Serena's still very upset about this. But I feel like her friends should have been hammering this point home. Like, Nate, Chuck, and Blair should all be saying, Serena, you did not you kill this kill man. You didn't kill someone. You didn't kill him. You didn't kill him. Like, they, they don't <laughs> say that ever and just kind of, uh, Serena just continues spiraling. So, I, if I'm her friend, <laughs> like, I'm praising her friends all this episode, but one small critique, I would I would be constantly reminding her that she didn't actually yeah, kill someone. Kind of letting her think she did do this maliciously, if you don't harp on that. Right. So, I, I guess we're at some kind of pre-wedding rehearsal dinner now, and L- Lily's clearly very upset with Verena, uh, Serena right now. The, the video she saw made her finally lose her cool, and now she's just upset about everything. Like, her whole laundry list of problems with Serena, she's just, uh, like, yelling at her without yelling at her. And it, it seems like Lily thinks that the, this video is, in fact, a sex tape. But if that's the case, then this is pretty fucked up, because I, I feel like even from what Lily saw, she could clearly see that Serena was very fucked up and also not really exactly consenting in that film, so... I think that we should be seeing more concern from Lily and less anger here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she thought that it was like some kind of weird scripted sex tape where there's like a a rape kink going on. Maybe that was what she was thinking. You know, that's a big leap to make. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I think Serena does say like, oh, we were joking. I don't know. She says that after as like defense. Once she realizes. Yeah, yeah. um, like, Like I said, there should be more concern here, less anger. Uh, So... Lily says she stopped when she saw the guy's tongue down her throat and that she can guess where it ends. And I could see why Lily would jump to that conclusion. But again, still really hate this from her. She should be asking Serena, like, what happened? Even if she didn't want to watch the end of the film, she should be asking Serena what happened. Like, I, said, I mean, am I am I wrong here? Like, clearly, Serena, she says no multiple times at first. So she's not consenting in this in this sex tape. Right. I am still of the theory of that she thought maybe it was an acting role. Who knows? Well, okay. That's, only, all... that, that's only lo- because otherwise you're right. Like, that's the only logical thing okay. for her to have that reaction. I have never parented a teenage girl before, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. I, calling all parents that are listening to this podcast. I don't, I don't know what our numbers are in the parent demographic. <laughs> if you see a video like this with your daughter, do not assume <laughs> that this is some kind of weird kink that they are acting out and ask your daughter what is, what is actually going on. Yeah. 
And that's my official that's my official statement. I think we so, have uh, the maximum age listening is like 45. Wow. We need to get a 46-year-old. I think so. Lily basically tells Serena that she sucks and she's upset with her and that she's going to send her to reformery school. And thank God best friend Blair is there so that Serena has someone to collapse into and cry. Yeah, good thing. The, the, the best friend crew, the non-judgmental breakfast club is here for the savior all, all episode long. Absolutely. A great job by Blair. So... Back to the Rufus storyline, and th- this okay, this Rufus storyline will heat up. This this his stupid concert ends up being like the event of the week here, where everyone shows up at, and <laughs> yeah. it, it ends it ends great. At this point, as with seemingly every Rufus storyline, we return, and I'm like, oh yeah, this. I feel like we have these <laughs> which stupid, has nothing to do with it at the time. Yeah, yeah. we have these stupid non consequential little Rufus adventures that are always interrupting these huge dramatic <laughs> stories that we yeah. actually get. Like we just got this whole reveal, this dramatic. Right. Serena killed someone. Lily finds out. She's yelling at Serena. Serena's crying into Blair. And then we go, and it's like, Rufus, you're on in five minutes. Like ah, <laughs> and we have to watch Rufus. Like, why do we care about his <laughs> shitty career? Uh, Nicole, did you did, were you caring about the storyline at this point? really not at all like who gives a fuck about lisa loeb like they're forgotten stars of the 90s for a reason yeah you texted me when you were watching yesterday you you said something about lisa loeb and i was like i forgot that lisa loeb was even in this episode i'm very looking forward to this now it i i find this even though it's not the dramatic storyline right now that we care about, I find it very funny because we are introduced to new Gossip Girl character, Lisa Loeb, which is, there's not really <laughs> any reason for a fellow uh, forgotten 90s star like her to be here, but yet here she is. I don't know if she was just a fan a, a gag. of Gossip yeah, Girl know. or if Josh Schwartz was just a fan of her and wanted her to come Probably on. Probably that. Um, Brendan, do you know who Lisa Loeb is? That song she sang sounded familiar. Well, it sounds familiar because it is the song she sings on that Geico commercial. Oh, Okay. Which also got a laugh out of me because it led me to believe that she only has one song because years later she's on a Geico commercial and she's also singing the same song. Yeah, that could be why she's forgotten. And I recognize it immediately just from the Geico commercial. But um, she was also on the Fuller House finale, of course, singing her rendition of (laughs) Bright Eyes, The First Day of My Life. (laughs) But you should finish that series. I can't believe I did either. (laughs) It it was never good, but I watched the whole thing. But (laughs) you should recognize her from, of course, Community. What does she play in Community? She's the lead singer of Natalie is Freezing. Wow. All right. Hope we get her a blanket. (laughs) Wow. What what a joke. (laughs) 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 No, that's the joke of the episode. It was. (laughs) <laughs> I, a little bit of an underwhelming reaction from you, Brendan. I was hoping that you would have cared more. About what? About, about Natalie's about her, Yeah, about her, no, about her being in community. Just Yeah, no, I, I give you a wow. No, uh, all right. <laughs> Next time I'm expecting better, but let's, let's just move on. <laughs> this is when Dan mentions that, that Jenny's called him 15 times from her mom's house. Why is Jenny there? We don't know, but that that's why she's not here this week, apparently. And this is this is when some random girl starts calling Georgina's name. And I would say that this is something that Georgina should have obviously known could happen. This is something she should have planned for. But then I thought about it for a second, and Georgina obviously didn't think that anyone her age would be at a Lincoln Hawk concert. Fair assumption. What is this girl doing here? Why is, why is she a fan of Lincoln Hawk? <laughs> Did she think know. she was at a Lincoln Park concert? That must be it. <laughs> Easy mistake. <laughs> She was very upset when when uh, Rufus came on and wasn't singing uh, Paper Cut. <laughs> really just flexing your Linkin Park knowledge today. I mean, these are 
these are some big Linkin Park hits. Yeah. I mean, and this really is a Linkin Park podcast above all else. At the end of the day. <laughs> Blair Blair confronts Lily here and tells Lily not to send Serena away. Love Blair standing up for Serena right now because Lily's a little bit back to her old self again. You know, she doesn't want people to hear about her business. She's being very dismissing. You know, you, you hate to see it. Yeah. But Blair says, I say this with all due respect, Lily, but you have no idea what your daughter's been going through. She's in a lot of pain, and I don't think the pain's going to go away if she goes away. And, you know, in, in a city of terrible parents, these these teens, they really have to be each other's parents. Like, Blair really looking yeah. out for Serena here. They're, they're all looking out for each other, and it warms my heart, this the non-judgmental Very breakfast beautiful. club. It's funny because I feel like when uh, Lily hears Serena's falling back into her old self, Lily also falls back into her old shitty parenting. And yes, it takes Blair it's true. to snap her out of it and get back into shape. All the Vanderwoodsons falling back. We don't see how Eric responded to this at all, but maybe Eric went back to, uh, I, d- I don't know, whatever he was doing before. <laughs> whatever before, he was doing. Whatever he was up to. Just um, crushing it. Yeah, exactly. Bla- I, Eric's probably, uh, you know, Newly out, going to all the gay bars, trying to hook up. On the prowl. Yeah, exactly. Good good for Eric. Good for him taking the week off to, to handle his own stuff. <laughs> so Blair's basically begging Lily to be a mom here and also to maybe watch the whole video before jumping to conclusions. So right. good, good on Blair again here. Just I, I don't think she makes a misstep in this whole episode. She's just there for Serena. And just I another- was glad for that, too, because I couldn't take any more like miscommunication in this series it's it's like a lot of the plot lines are based on people not getting hold of truths and just exactly it's 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 frustrating so i'm glad she did this yes so nate nate calls vanessa and <laughs> i love that nate is still in such a great move in mood even through all that's happening with serena he calls vanessa and he just has the biggest smile on his face <laughs> <laughs> as if nothing is happening and he's going to be 10 minutes late because he's uh taking the <gasps> the subway which <laughs> would not be notable like, I think he's detached enough from the whole situation where he doesn't love Serena that much. Like, he doesn't give a shit about her anymore. Right. He's like, yeah, this sucks for her, but like, I'm really in, <laughs> in on Vanessa right now. Yeah, so my shit, my shit. I'll help is her over. out, but yeah, my shit's I'm over. Gonna... I'm gonna hang out with Vanessa now. And he's just riding the subway to impress Vanessa, right? Like, there's no reason he has to I think ride so, the subway. Yeah. <laughs> he's just. Fun fact: uh, Cole too. Her her mom has never ridden the subway. Wow. Uh, like lifelong Long Islander has never left uh, the country and has never ridden the subway. That's crazy. Nicole won. I know you've ridden the subway because I've ridden the subway with you. Yeah, I ride it every <laughs> goddamn day of my life. and wish I didn't have to. <laughs> I wish I could have a middle class fantasy like stupid Nate Archibald. Yes. <laughs> you That you could just get a... Uh, I, wish, I wish... We all wish this for you that you could just have a driver drive you around everywhere and not have to take the subway every day. Yeah. It's what I Someday. deserve. It is. And I think everyone will agree to that after uh, this episode is released. <laughs> I think so. I think a GoFundMe might start to get you your own personal driver. Yeah, we can get that going for you. <laughs> Thank you. If this is the one thing that this podcast can change in the world, I hope it's that Nicole can get her own personal <laughs> gets driver. Gets a personal driver. <laughs> so, um, this is uh, this is when Nate finds out that Sarah's there, and Vanessa's very confused that Nate is fixating on Sarah. But Nate Nate starts to tell Vanessa everything here, and and here we go. And this is when the pieces start falling into place. Vanessa's obviously confused, but I am I'm a little surprised it took so long for something like this to happen. But I, at least it it finally finally is starting to happen. That's yeah, I guess someone... that just shows how like separated these worlds are. That yeah, there I hasn't been so. communication between them until now. After Serena begs her friends not to tell anyone, you know immediately they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, we won't tell anyone about this. And they go straight to mom. They go, Nate exactly. goes straight to Vanessa. Nate Nate calls Blair and says he's on on his way to Queens. And Blair responds with, oh, gross. Why? Which I, <laughs> I, 
I hope Naomi was watching this episode. I hope Queen's finest Naomi Calhoun watched this and <laughs> and got to see them shitting on on her uh, <laughs> on her burrow. Hey, see, well, honestly, like I don't lo- I don't love Queens, but I think it it still outranks the Bronx and Staten Island, so it's it's uh, top three. What's your borough ranking, Brendan? I'm gonna go Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, uh, Staten Island, Bronx. Nicole, what about you? I feel like Staten Island not being last is literally offensive. That's a hot yeah. take. It's a very hot take, yeah. especially when you consider that uh, Yankee Stadium is in the Bronx, so you could have a good time in the Bronx watching the Yankee games. That's the only place I want to be in the Bronx. I don't want to be anywhere else. Uh, where do you want to be in Staten Island? I don't know. I, I've, I've ridden my bike through once through uh, like a, for a five borough bike tour. And it didn't look so terrible. Yeah, Brendan's like Everyone, the Staten like, Island. Really shits, I think it's just underrated. Is my the Staten Island dump it. is more exciting than Yankee Stadium. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all the Staten Island <laughs> listeners out there. Sorry, Nicole. Uh, Staten Island obviously last. Do you have a, a, a the rest of your ranking? I mean, I don't want to pit the girls against each other. As long as we're united against Staten Island, I'm fine. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Very diplomatic response. Besides the Staten Island of it all. Um, so yeah, Brendan, you you claim that there there's uh, not a lot of funny funny moments in this episode, but again, Blair with some great lines in this phone call. Nate Nate says he's meeting Vanessa at a concert, and she says it just got grosser. Blair Blair is all of us. I love that she can still be a bitch even in these trying times. Yes, yeah, this and is she, a contender for a joke of the episode. This little uh, scene here. Nate lets her know that Georgina's at the concert, so Blair says she's coming to pick a pick him up. So I guess <laughs> I guess Nate won't get to take the subway after all, unfortunately. <laughs> ah, poor guy. This was a big deal to him that he was going to take the subway. Now he Blair's just going to pick him up. Lily finally tells Bart that she needs to leave the rehearsal dinner to help Serena, and Bar- Bart's very confused, which again understandable. Bart Bart tells her that her problems are his problems, so he wants to help, which is actually pretty sweet from Bart. This uh this surly man is actually I, I guess yeah, maybe I think he's just doing anything to hold on for dear life with this woman. So, yeah, yeah just got to be the best guy I could be because I don't want this one to leave. Yeah, and this is how we know that Lily's a Vander Woodson because she's beautiful, blonde, and refusing to tell her significant other the whole truth. <laughs> yep. Just also, she, like very, she gives him two cheek kisses as goodbyes this episode. I don't know if you noticed yes. that, but I was like, oh, cold. That that's Not her signature. Every time she says, "Bart, don't come with me. This is a matter of me and my daughter. I have to do this by myself." Little cheek kiss goodbye. That's her signature move, apparently. Um, poor guy. It was in this scene. It was also very funny to me that <laughs> while Bart is complaining to Lily, like that she can't explain herself, Bart's son is just helping Lily get her jacket on. <laughs> like if I'm Bart, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, Charles, whose side are you on here? Like <laughs> Chuck just silently in the background helping Lily get her yeah. jacket on as she's deserting her soon-to-be husband. Uh, with his weird, uh, like, kind of angry, kind of horny face he always has on. <laughs> that's yeah. That's just his resting horny face. He can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> Blair Blair asks Chuck. She's like, "What if? What if I knew where Georgina was?" And Chuck just says, "I'd say let's get the bitch." Another just <laughs> great line. <laughs> uh, these these friends they're really unstoppable when they team up. Not nothing is impossible. They, <laughs> All their heads are all together here. They're all gonna team up now to try to take down Georgina. Like I said, a lot of fun lines in the, this episode. That was one of them. Yeah, and uh, I gotta now- say like, something really obscure quickly though before we move on. Please, that do. scene where he says "Let's get the bitch" reminds me of I don't I don't know if our listeners are fans of the movie Little Nicky, but there's a scene in that movie where um, <laughs> Little Nicky is talking to the dog in the window, and who is, whose first line is "Ice the bitch." a little pug i don't know if anyone remembers that <laughs> what if uh, if you don't google it what if i told you i knew where georgina was i'd say where is she she's in the south the deep south 
<laughs> uh, good shit. That's good shit. All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> and at least now we're getting some use. <laughs> at least now we're getting some use out of the Rufus storyline since it seems like everyone is just going to crush his show for our event of the week. And good for Rufus because this will probably be like the biggest crowd he's ever gotten at one I of know. the events. <laughs> he has no idea why, but it's great for him. <laughs> like, why, is everyone, why is Lily? What's she doing here? <laughs> young crowd tonight too lily is with serena now it seems like she uh finally watched the whole video and has brought serena to the house of the boy who died it's wild to me that she didn't tell serena this ahead of time and just kind of springs it on her in the moment she's like surprise <laughs> we're at we're at the dead boy's house <laughs> that was so bizarre what a weird move like you know what blair told, told me to help out my daughter let me take her to the guy's house she killed immersion therapy you gotta, you gotta just bring her back and have her confronted head on lily lily yeah. uh nice scene here she's coming back to the character we love and is giving serena a little pep talk and also also tells her she'll be right by her side so good good for them and in in the meantime everyone's clapping for lisa Loeb. <laughs> georgina and vanessa have a little <laughs> confrontation uh georgina denies knowing what vanessa's talking about but uh she knows she's gonna be toast soon if she doesn't think of something and Vanessa fills Dan in. Start, Dan starts putting the, the piece together initially. He's like, wait, Georgina, that's what that other girl called her. Something must be up. And Vanessa gives him strict instructions. Like, while she's gone, don't trust her. I'll be right back. But Dan does the one thing he's not supposed to do and f- finds Georgina. She has started to cry. L- love a good Hail Mary. Like you said, she just oh my God. forced herself to cry. And she's going to come up with another story, like, right away. Like, she Nicole, looks so sad. She- if, you, if you walk in on this episode not knowing what's going on, you're like, oh, who's this sad character here? Like, yeah, it's, what, it's a, true. what a moment. Nicole, even you have to appreciate this, uh, the work that Georgina is putting in to, to come up with another lie here. Gaslighting queen. Like, everyone can <laughs> learn a thing or two from her, but I'm definitely flat. not any men that I'm talking to. Any men I'm talking to do not watch Gossip Girl and learn from Georgina. <laughs> yes, Georgina is both gaslighting and girl bossing in this moment. Uh, yeah, at this point, I'm kind of wondering what her plan is here. And I'm like, I, I guess she's trying to play the sympathetic role here she's trying to get some sympathy from dan and like hope to get in his pants that way and it's by the end of the episode it seems like that's what she's trying to do i don't yeah. know if dan will bite she has all a the scouting way, report. He's, bit, he's bitten a little bit she has a scouting report on dan she knows he's a sucker for a damsel in distress right so, so serena and lily leave uh the Pete, pete's parents house and her parents said that their son like i said was an addict for 10 years and that no one could get him to stop first of all like we mentioned, if he's been an addict for 10 years, how old was he when he died? How old was he when he started using? Like, so many questions. Right, we can go the other direction. He could have even been, like, he could have started doing drugs when he was in his 30s. He, well, yeah, <laughs> and then he was in his, like, mid-40s when he was trying to <laughs> right. force himself onto Serena. So, 10 years could have happened any time in his life. No good answer here. Kind of nice of the parents to, like, agree to do this. Like, I guess Lily just calls them and is like, hey. Yeah, let's rehash your he, dead son. Yeah, let's remember when your son tragically died? Let's bring that up again. I have my my daughter was with him and she feels very guilty about it. Can you uh, tell her it's not her fault? Like Jesus, very kind of them to do this. I, I feel like what? Yeah, what if oh Lily, yeah, we do this all the time. What if Lily just like hired two actors to say this? I really wouldn't put that past her. Uh, honestly, that could be. Which is still kind of a good move on Lily's part. You know what's her? What Serena doesn't know won't hurt her. Right. You gotta get so, the message across somehow. Yeah, the parents, or at least the actors playing the parents, don't hold Serena responsible. But Serena still feels responsible because uh, she gave him the line that killed him. But again, of his own drugs, as Lily says. Right. Again. She's like, if you didn't tell him to take to take them, like he was going to do it anyway. He had the drugs sure, with him. Even that night. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't planning on just like leaving those be. He, he was exactly. doing drugs that night. He was going to keep going. 
So Lily starts telling Serena now all the things that she needs to hear earlier, but you know, better, better Nate than Lever, I guess. So, and Serena's, Serena's finally ready to talk to Dan now Uh, again, you know, probably a little too late, but you know, they finally got around to it. Lily being the mom that she should be. And Serena finally saying, okay, maybe now I can come clean to Dan. I still don't get the logic here. Like why, like now that Serena's absolved of her crimes, now she can tell Dan what happened. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. She's, it's still she's, this. Uh, it's still the same story. Like, wouldn't Dan still look at this the same way, regardless of how? Right. I guess she feels just like less guilty, so she can come clean. Otherwise, like the coming clean was too hard because of how guilty she was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. But Serena really misplayed this here because we'll yeah, we'll definitely. see that it might be a little too late. Um. So so Lisa Loeb is playing, and this was another scene I started <laughs> laughing at because she's just playing the song that she sings in the Geico commercial, which uh. made me laugh because it brought me right back to the, <laughs> the commercial. And at this at the same time, Georgina's pulling another one over on Dan. Um, I feel like if Dan just like thought for a second or just like asked a couple questions, this whole story would like fall through. But you know, this is why you try. This is why you throw the hell mary. You at least try because. Georgina has found her sucker in Dan, and Dan is just willing to believe anything that she says, even though Vanessa has just told him not to trust her. Yeah. I think it helps that he's hurting right now, too. She's playing on that, knowing what's happened. Yeah. And it's so funny that Dan hates that Serena has been lying to him, but isn't capable of realizing that Georgina has been nonstop lying to him this whole time. Like, not that uh-huh. he should realize it, but it, it's still, you know, a little ironic to me. A little ironic, yeah. Speaking of uh, forgotten stars of the '90s, I guess uh, Alanis Morissette is not that not the forgotten. People know Alanis Morissette. No, but here. same same vein, yeah, similar time period. I mean, if I were to ask Genre. who who do people remember more, Lisa Loeb or Alanis Morissette? Oh yeah, people would say that lady from the Fuller House finale. <laughs> Everyone would say that. Um. So we uh, where were we? Georgina, oh, this is where we were. Dan is, uh, (laughs) Georgina is so deranged, I have to love her, (laughs) that she's just so ready to lie at any point, and Dan's so ready to believe her, because like you said, he, uh, he's hurting right now, he loves honesty, and thinks that (laughs) Georgina's actually being honest with him. If if only Serena was able to do this, like, instead of, of, uh, coming up with the unbelievable lie of, I'm sick... She or the self-sabotaging <laughs> lie. If I cheated on you, maybe she could have just come up with some ridiculous story like Georgina's doing. Right. So it seems like she's coming clean about something like, oh, how honest of her. Exactly. Dan's mind. And, and also Georgi- like a, a horny 17 year old like boy is going to be like, oh, this pretty girl is like coming clean to me and is just to confess to a crush about me. Like, all right, I can kind of get behind this, you know. Yeah. Like, it's, like it's you said, age, you know? Georgina takes this moment to say she's falling for Dan. Like this is a scene out of, scene out of The Bachelor or something. Uh huh. And. Dan is now down to leave the show to talk to her, even though his dad's about to go on, which is extra fucked up because the last time he went to one of his dad's show was when he was on his date with Serena, and they also left before his set. <laughs> Rufus is to think this is some kind of like cruel joke that Dan keeps playing on him, where he shows up and then leaves right before he starts playing. And I, I don't know if... You have to expect that with kids, though. He's a teenager. I don't think Rufus really cares if his kids are... He, he would like them for them to be there, but he can't expect the teenagers to really give a shit about his career. I'd be like, really? You listen to Lisa Loeb play and not me? <laughs> well, that's also that's also true. And Vanessa has left for like two minutes and Dan has already fallen for Georgina's shit again. <laughs> Unbelievable. She's good. So uh, we actually get to see Rufus perform. Did you uh, did you expect Daddy Hump to sound like this? I didn't know what to expect. I mean, he, I had this song stuck in my head for like the five minutes after this episode. I was just me too. Along. It wasn't bad. Yeah. 
I think because they played that one part over and over again. That was like majority <laughs> of the song was the same line. So it was pretty catchy. Nicole, what do you think of the performance? This song is not good. It does not what? make sense. It is okay. boring. <laughs> Maybe the lyrics are good. I thought it was very catchy. Yeah, let's hear the lyrics. Every time I walk away or run away, please, <laughs> please, Taylor Swift would never have this show well, writing. I mean, come on. Uh, obviously, Taylor Swift. Much yeah, better we're, than we're talking, comparing Rufus, Rufus to a lyric. lyric what do you think of what do you think of Rufus's singing voice? It was okay. I think I would have maybe dubbed it over someone better. But I guess if he's 20 years rusty, then it wasn't so bad. Nicole, this isn't going to end up on your Spotify wrapped next year? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just having more of a good time just watching him be so happy. Singing. Yes. He felt like he was in his prime again. Yes. So, so uh, Nate has arrived with Blair and Chuck. And uh, Vanessa knows that Georgina left, but thinks that Dan is still there for some reason. I don't know. Like, if she saw Georgina left, Dan was with her. her so I, I don't know why Vanessa's like, Georgina left, but Dan's still got to be here somewhere. And so now Serena arrives at like almost the same time. And she and Blair both ask at the same time what they're doing there. To which Blair responds with my line of the episode when Blair goes, I'm a big Leaky Hawk fan. <laughs> Leaky most, Hawk. She calls them Leaky Hawk. It's in the most unconvincing tone I've ever heard, and it just made me laugh so. Much. I didn't even hear the Leaky. I thought she said Lincoln Hawk. I didn't <laughs> yeah, realize she, she dissed them with the, the wrong name. It's very not, funny. What are you doing here? I'm a big Leaky Hawk fan. <laughs> it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love Blair in that moment and every moment, but it was just so funny yeah. to me. Chuck tells Serena that she's out of luck because Georgina left, but he's out of luck because Dan's still around. And this is the line I was talking about that was so good that like Chuck made himself laugh a little with it. Like he says that line right. and starts chuckling to himself. Excuse the yeah, I think the actor said that and like they just kept that in. Like, uh, what if, so what if he left? <laughs> yes. It was too good to not leave in. And uh, this is when Serena tells Blair pretty much like, oh, I've been absolved of all my sins. So now I can tell Dan about it and I'll be right in the world. And I, I still don't get, completely get her logic, but good for her for being ready, even though uh -huh. as, as we see, it's going to be too late. Lily goes to call Bart. But she stops to Lincoln to listen to Lincoln Hawk instead. And this dumb Rufus storyline actually ended up pretty decent because everyone ended up here. Yeah. We have some Rufus Lily stuff, which is the only like redeemable Rufus plots that we that we enjoy. And that's it's what all, all we care about with him. It's all coming together now. He, he notices Lily in the crowd, which I'm sure he never expected. And now he's singing oh, yeah. directly to her. You know, it's pretty great music video at the very least. Oh, definitely. Nicole, I know you don't like the song, but if this comes on VH1 in the morning before, you know, when you're getting ready to school, you're not going to stop and watch this music video? Absolutely not. I was bored. <laughs> Such a hater. <laughs> I um, so, all right. Nicole hates the song, hates the music video. I'm a little higher hates on Rufus. it. Hates <laughs> Rufus. Rufus now uh, kind of, they said they, he's, he's going to be back for an encore, but he just drops his guitar and leaves. And he's going to stop <laughs> Lily from leaving. And Lily keeps telling him to get out of her way. And he keeps saying no. Which is pretty creepy, but it ends with her kissing him. So, all right, I guess. Yeah, it was definitely a creepy move. But like, what are the Humphreys best at? Exactly. I wouldn't recommend this, but I, I will tell you that uh, Martha Wilcox was a fan of this move. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait to hear about that. No, I actually picked out a different review this week. But Martha Wilcox oh, okay. was was also very good. So I'm a little upset I can't read it. But I will tell you that she she was a big fan of Rufus. <laughs> Rufus repeatedly okay, saying no and then kissing her. <laughs> Um, also, very much a baller move to ditch the encore to make out somebody. Yeah, I mean that's so that's so punk rock. Very punk rock. Nicole, are you rooting for the Rufus and Lily, or are you rooting for our good friend Bart Bass? I feel like Lily knows that Rufus will make her happy because you know when you're already rich, you don't really have to marry rich. It's kind of more money, more problems, as we know. That's but true. Right. Rufus, like, ugh, he sucks. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, from our research, Rufus does have some some money. He can yes. hold his own. He is a millionaire he, at the very least, but Lincoln I mean that's Hawk. that's nothing to compare it to Lily's billions. Right. Yeah, she got, he guesses uh, royalties probably. Yeah, but he is forgotten. So how famous could he possibly be? That's true. I don't know. He gets this Rolling Stone article and a VH1 classic special, and that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, the last scene now. Serena picks up her phone, thinking that Dan's calling, but surprise, surprise, it's Georgina, and this is not over yet, baby. If you thought Georgina was just going to get written out this easily, no, no, no. She is not giving up. She's going to go after Dan now. Uh, Georgina seemingly doesn't have any ammo on Serena now that you know she's come clean about the uh, her killing that that guy but uh she's still threatening as fuck and pretty much threatens her and says that she's gonna fuck dan if she's not careful <laughs> more and or less he, what she said even if she is careful like i feel like even georgina must know that serena will never be friends with her again so she's just fucking with her now which is pure chaos for no yeah. reason and which is why we love georgina which is why i love georgina i thought what was going to happen was uh in that moment when she confessed her fake feelings for dan serena's like in classic teen drama fashion serena's going to walk in on the two of them making out at the show Ah, uh, yes. That was but, my guess. Yes, that that would have been good. Did 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 not happen. But much much like a uh, much like a Blair or a Jenny. Just when you think Georgina is out, she comes back stronger than ever. And she also she was using Dan's phone to make this call. She also removes something from Dan's phone and like suddenly gets rid of it. Like was that his phone right. battery? I think it was his battery. Yeah. So, so that no one could call him. I guess. Dan's. Whoa. I feel like That's Dan's a new level be, of toxic. <laughs> Dan's got to be pretty suspicious <laughs> when he realizes his battery is just missing. Like. He knows Especially he, back then, like the batteries are pretty heavy. I feel like yeah. you notice the, the the weight difference in your phone immediately. And he knows that he just gave his phone to Sir, like not Serena, uh, Georgina. So like, there's one suspect here that got rid of your battery. Yeah, and they try and turn it on, it won't turn on. Like, uh, what's going on? Yeah, but Georgina's so honest that he has no choice but to, but to believe her. <laughs> so, uh, she also asks Dan to get coffee and then kisses him, and and Dan kisses back. And you know, for someone who was in love with and obsessed with Serena for two years, he seems to have gotten over this pretty quickly. Yeah, well, I doubt he's over it. He's just he's just giving a little smooch. Yeah, but like I said, Serena cheated on him, but they literally just broke up, so still pretty shitty on Dan's part. Yeah, I know. But like you, you always say, you gotta you gotta believe the teens here. You, they're, they're they have a lot of emotions. He just got I broken up with so. the love of his life. That's he's a good feeling point. a lot of things. That's a good point, Brendan. So, uh, Vanessa clearly told him not to trust her, though, and now he's just making out with her. So, uh, <laughs> I, well, I hate... also I, I kind of like that too because fuck Vanessa. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I hate to advise like listening to Vanessa actually, but uh, she <laughs> seemed to be in the right in this moment. Right. And this episode closes out with Dan and Georgina holding hands. So, um, Nicole, you obviously know what happens because you've seen the series multiple times and have also watched ahead because this show's so addicting. But Brendan, what do you think is gonna happen? Does uh does Serena win Dan back by the end of the finale? I don't think so it'd be kind of funny if this is like now the new couple throughout <laughs> season two <laughs> is georgina here to stay will she will she be gone like i have flagged out that she she obviously makes more appearances but right. do you think she goes away at the end of the season or is she going to be back in the beginning of season two yeah as well? well i don't know it's tough to say i think she will maybe be back in the early part of season two mm-hmm. uh, but we'll leave maybe early on also and kind of come back sporadically throughout so, um, also, what what happens with uh with Rufus and Lily next week? Oh man, oh, I don't know. I think there she's gonna pretend it didn't happen, and I think it might be like what you said. They might continue to move on with all the wedding as planned, and it's gonna go right right to the to the nitty gritty with with them getting. They might even get married still, yeah. and then Rufus might try and figure something out. I don't know. 
Official there prediction. There might be is there, five weddings. Is there, uh, does Lily get married next week or no? Is that the time? Is, is it supposed to be like a wedding episode? Well, uh, not to reveal too much, but the title for next week's episode is Much I Do About Nothing. Oh, man. I say she does get married. Um, and I guess more importantly to me, are Chuck, Nate, and Blair going to be able to be friends again after this? They had some nice bonding with uh, helping Serena out. Well, at the beginning of the series, it took a little while, a few episodes for Blair and Serena to forgive each other. I think that's still going to take some time for them to be like as friendly as they were. And maybe the start of next season, we'll get there. Okay. So let's get into some segments here. Of course, my favorite, the user review of the week. And not Martha Wilcox this week, but uh, someone who gave it a 7 out of 10 only, Raven Glam DVD Collector, titled it, Aw, Michelle, the Dawn Patrol here, and says... Still think Michelle Trachtenberg is just wonderful Snookums cute. I've been neglecting to say <laughs> I've been neglecting to say this for the past couple of weeks while watching on DVD, but back in the days of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I was an H U G E Don aficionado. It's really kind of weirdly amazing to watch Michelle play the bad girl and acquit herself so damn well. Some fans tend to really hate the villains, so I would just like to point out, wow Michelle, I still love you kid. As for the big secret revealed, how utterly lame. The evidence. Party girl Serena might well be, but in her now mostly sober times, this girl ain't dumb. Serena would have recollected what happened and known it wasn't her fault, and she didn't kill anybody. What she is guilty of? Excessive drug use, which in turn means no respect for herself, her body, and ultimately those around her. She is prone to loose living and being a disgrace to herself. If this was real life, I'd have wept of this waste of a young life. But I digress. I'm pointing out that the major story arc of Serena believing she had killed that guy is superficially contrived, weak contraption, i.e. utterly lame, dot dot dot, and Josh Schwartz, with so much talent at his disposal, would have seen to it that something more convincing was utilized. I'm surprised wow. it's got a 7 out of 10. Harsh. I mean, she really yeah, roasted right? this. It's both Serena and Josh Roasted the main plotline. <laughs> Man, she really went hard in that. Came in uh, hot. <laughs> A uh, big Michelle Trachtenberg fan, but not a big Serena fan. <laughs> so, what did she call her again? How cute was she? Snookum's cute. <laughs> no, Snookum's cute. Good way to start <laughs> off the review. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, would you describe Michelle Trachtenberg as Snookum's cute? Uh, yeah, I feel like when she was like, um, like, are you afraid of the dark? She was Snookum's cute, but now she's pretty, <laughs> but is Snookum's I like- cute? That's a little, That's I wouldn't use that language. I like that everyone who comes on the podcast knows Michelle Trachtenberg from a different role. Yeah, it's true. I, I would describe maybe our friend here, Maddie Gagan, as Snookum's cute. Oh, stop. That's too much. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> He's blushing on camera for the fans I at am. home. Uh, so next week, like I mentioned, the season finale titled Much I Do About Nothing. Any further predictions based on that title? Uh. Mm, uh mm, mm. Well, I guess just straight up, every show's got to have a wedding episode. Here's one of probably more to come. Mm-hmm. Um, good prediction. I will give you the little preview here. It was just five words, but it was enough to give me goosebumps. It just says, Blair and Georgina face off. Oh, so it sounds like some of our episode descriptions that are very short and make no sense. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the episode grades. Brendan, you went first last week, so I oh, you say went that every first week. this week. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> I might surprise people here. I'm going to do something I haven't done since the Christmas episode, and that's give out an A. 
I uh, I just liked so much about this episode. Mainly, I love Blair, Chuck, and Nate all coming together to help their friend Serena. I'm always a fan of that. That foursome was great all episode, and they were all such good friends to each other. Um, I love how the Lily and Serena stuff ends. I love Georgina continuing to be more and more unhinged. And even the Rufus storyline ended up really good. Those are the ones that usually bring it down, but th- this one's ended right. off strong. And uh, we got the answers about Serena's uh, quote-unquote murder. And we finally got the reveal of why she went to boarding school, which I liked. And, and we set things up for next week's finale as well. And uh, most importantly, this episode just had so many great lines, especially from Blair and Chuck. So I'm I'm going to give it an A. Okay. Um, Nicole, uh, would you like to go next or do you want to go last? I'll go next. I think that this episode had all of the elements I love of Gossip Girl. But because the Georgina thing is so out of pocket, I got to give it an A-. minus. I like some of the con- like there were great lines good quotes um but i feel like yeah like i just mentioned way up top at the beginning of the episode it does get a little crazy to follow and um unrealistic but that's gossip girl so i gotta put that's respect true. on its name but it's not a perfect episode all right that's fair we'll, fair. we'll be we'll be ballpark buds for this one and uh brendan what, what do you give the episode okay well all points made are super valid but i think the one thing we're missing out on well, for me personally, like watching the episode, I was so bothered by Serena's character this episode because she's been doing the same thing for like three <laughs> episodes now. It just got, has been getting so annoying and it really ruined the episode for me that I'm going to bring it all the way down to a B. Wow. Um, even even though like like Rufus's episode, like uh, his his storyline was great. Like he usually doesn't have this good of an episode unless Lily's involved, which she was. Um, I, I, again, like you said, loved all the friends being together and starting to work out their differences um, but just this one character being so, like, and, and even like, I'm not a, a huge Georgina fan and she was creating all of like the good things happening in this episode. As she does. Um, but Serena was just so, so I've, I've seen so much of this from her so recently. I, I just don't, I don't want to see it anymore. So I'm, I'm also glad that it is hopefully going to be over for now. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, B. This may be the uh, biggest discrepancy between ratings between me and you, a full letter grade. I think, and, and th- yeah. this is coming from someone who used to be the biggest Serena fanboy in the biz. I, I, I think that's why it's happening to me, because I'm so disappointed with with her. It's true. I was I expecting so this. You, this is a surprise to you. Yeah. All right. So for the MVP, for me, this is obviously Blair. This is like one of the easiest Blair MVP. I'll, I'll ever give she was she was just an amazing friend of serena and was there for her from the beginning to the end of the episode she's pretty much the sole reason lily ends up coming around on serena too and in an episode of great quotes i think she had the best one so blair is getting my mvp nicole what do you think i hate being on the same train as you i think blair definitely had a good episode but what about we give it to dorota i think dorota kind of snapped oh for all right well, most lines the do, series so far. do you want to give it to dorota We'll give it to Dorota, because right. I feel like Blair is way too obvious. All right, Dorota getting a, a last-minute MVP here for her clutch phone call with Lily. Brendan? Okay. Um, we're going to have three different MVPs here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Rufus for having an all-time episode for himself. Wow. He, th- nothing but positivity from Rufus in this episode. He has a great VH1 Classic episode. He makes out with the love of his life. He, no- nothing but up in this one from him. All right, that's 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 fair. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, ready for a great segue? Yeah. That that's fair, man. And speaking of fair, man, my LVP is gonna be Pete Fairman. He is a creep, <laughs> and he forced himself onto Serena when she. We wrote was, this whole episode. 
<laughs> line by line. <laughs> you you saw me. You saw my wheels turning in real time there. But yeah, I'm going to give the LVP to Pete. He's a creep. He forced himself on Serena when she clearly was not interested and clearly was very intoxicated and clearly was very 15. And this guy had to be at least in his mid-20s. So uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fairman, I'm very sorry for your loss, but I have to give sexual assault an, L- an LVP here. There you go. Nicole? What do you think? But like, yeah, like, I mean, all that aside, it's hard to pick like, like, I, it's hard to put all that aside, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Pete sucks. Vanessa always sucks, but Vanessa didn't like do that. So uh, I'll give it to Vanessa. But as a Pete nice. wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. You really I love him. Guess you set me up thinking that you were going to give it to Pete and then just gave it to Vanessa. Why would I give it the same one as you? That's so boring. Simply for, no, that's fair. It's simply for, simply for being there. Vanessa just going right. to get the LVP, which I always appreciate. Love it. And Brendan, what are you thinking? Well, I'm, I'm at least, so you already took care of uh, the rapist of the episode. So I will go ahead and give And Serena that is not an award LVP. we will be giving out in future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Serena, you heard my complaints about her earlier. I don't have to go into it too much more. So another uh, just, Serena LVP yeah, for you? Another Serena LVP. I don't want to alarm you, but I believe three of the last four weeks you've given Serena the LVP. That just goes to show her track record lately. Yep. So we have given our superlatives for the episode. Let's get into some Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And uh, not a lot of three people scenes in this one. So we are going to do the scene where there is four people in the scene, but at a certain point, only three of them have lines. So we will be uh, Blair, Chuck and Nate here. And who who wants to be who? Um, I, I believe oh, so I think Nicole said she wanted to be Chuck. Yes, Nicole. I did want to be Chuck. Nicole's going to be Chuck. Unfortunately, I deleted the screenshots, and now I have to re-download it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I did link you in the chat if you do want to just go back to that. But So, Nicole will be Chuck. I'm usually Blair, so I can be Blair again, unless you uh, really don't want to be Nate, Brendan. No, that's fine. I think me and him look the most alike. All right. Now, don't get tripped up at the end and steal my line. All right. So, which which one is is not his? The second to last one is we don't judge. Yes. Okay. I can handle right. that. I recently we were skipping Serena's line. Yeah, unless uh, someone someone also wants to be Serena, but we don't have yeah, to. Yeah, I, I could do that. I, I'll do a girl voice for her. Uh, all right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole is unimpressed. Um, Nicole, are you, uh, are you ready to... Do you have the screenshot pulled up again? All right. Let's... All right. So, Brendan, you want to be Serena as well? Yeah, I'll, I'll crush this. Really all right. Quick. You go... You, you start us off then. Dan puts me in a pedestal. If he knew the truth, he would never look at me again. Come on, you can tell us. We've seen you with vomit in your hair, making out with investment bankers in the men's room at PJ Clark's. You don't have to hide anything from us. She's right, Serena. I mean, none of us are saints. Yeah, I had sex with him in the back of a limo. Several times. I had sex with you at a wedding while I was a date. Once. And I'm Chuck Bass. You can tell us anything. We don't judge. We're the non-judging breakfast club. We're your best friends. Anything you do is something we did too. If I tell you, it can never leave this room. Oh, boy. Man, I... It's like we were... (laughs) So good. It's like the listeners were actually in the room hearing it from Chuck, Nate, Blair, and Serena themselves. 
that was really good. I think some of our best work and <laughs> I I don't know why you're laughing. I some of our best work. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. <laughs> so, that is it for Lonely Boys Theater, and I guess the only thing we have left is plugs. Nicole, as our guest, you you can go first. Do you have anything that you want to plug at this time? Not really. You can just follow me on Twitter at Behind the Secret. I'll be there. Very good on Twitter. Okay. One of my one of my favorite Great. follows. I think I follow you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm supposed to say thank you. There I, we go. <laughs> I, I was shocked because I, I I've never seen you on Twitter before, so that's interesting. Yeah, I think I just retweet things. That's really yeah, all I do. You're pretty not active on Twitter. Um, no, sometimes I, maybe I'll even throw you like a retweet for your survivor shit gig and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, thank you for the support. Um, yeah. Brendan, what do you have to plug? Um, just the usual, the Hoppy Boys pod and the Lonely Boys pod. Those uh, are handles of ours on Instagram uh, and Twitter for the Hoppy Boys pod. Listen to those shows. Also, I, th- I think it's time we start soliciting some like segment themes from the listeners. If, if anyone has like any sort of... Uh, audio musical talent out there send in send in your best that we want some plug themes maybe the lonely boys theater theme let's get some music on this show all right let's let's get some music on the show and when we still have uh no themes in a few weeks the cat will be out of the bag that uh no one listens to the show <laughs> right that's what um, I, was, I was expecting to happen but we'll see maybe we'll get lucky as for me uh season one all of season one of sex lives of college girls is on hbo max Truly incredible. Can't overstate that enough. Brendan, have you started watching it yet? I have not. I think it'll take a few more weeks of you bothering me about oh, it. Nicole, have you watched Sex Lives of College Girls? So as a girl who had sex in college, um, that seems to trigger <laughs> brag. me. What a brag. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm definitely not bragging. It's actually trauma. So <laughs> We All right, both fine. call you out. Fine, fine. I'll walk it back. So No, but it's so funny. I think you'd really like it. Whatever. I don't know. Something about Mindy Kaling gives me bad vibes. Probably because she wow. defends BJ Novak wow. so much. It's not because um, she's a woman. It's because she's a woman that defends a man. So <laughs> She's not in it, right? No, no but it's her she, show. Yeah, she's the creator. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't go as far as to say that this is an anti-Mindy Kaling podcast. If anything, it's been very pro-Mindy Kaling up until this point. But I very much. I, uh, still appreciate your, uh, your, your view on the matter. Um, what else? Oh, you know what? By the time this is released, uh, we will have seen the release of the final season of Search Party and the far from final season of Drag Race. Two very good wow. shows that everyone should be watching and they're being released on the same day, January okay. 7th. Well, I was wondering how Search Party was. I almost started the other day. Oh, Search Party's so good. I might have to endlessly convince you to watch that as well. Great. And Dra- Drag Race. I know, Nicole, you're a big fan of Drag Race. Are you excited for the new season? I, I feel like because I refuse to watch any of the international versions and um, I kind of skimped on all starts that uh, it should be fun because I haven't been like oversaturated like I usually am. Yeah, I don't know how people do it with all the international versions. A, it's so time consuming. B, it's like probably some kind of effort at least to to find the episodes. And then like also, aren't you just like burnt out at this point? Like I feel like it hasn't been that long since I've last watched a season of Drag Race, but it's been, you know, months at this point. So I'm ready for a for a, a season of of some new drag queens. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. It's uh going to be cold. Hopefully, um, the drag race queens can bring some heat back onto our televisions. Couldn't have said <laughs> it any better myself. Uh, besides, I'll all also that, uh, I'll give oh. a plug to uh, any of TikTok Nicole's appearances on Robin Akiva Need the Podcast. That's where I know her best from. 
Oh, yes, thank you. you. Can, I try to you, keep myself away from my stage name. <laughs> you can, uh, <laughs> for anyone that wants to listen to Robin and Keeveny, the podcast, you can skip every single episode except for the ones that Nicole are on. Those are probably. Uh, well, yeah, listen to any of the episodes that we have the guests on. Like if any like, yes. of the people that come on our show that have been on that show, listen to those episodes in particular. Exactly. Um, but besides all that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. And you can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at the Hoppy Boys Pod, right? Please. I know I always ask you if that's correct, but I always feel yeah. like it's not correct for some reason. <laughs> it is correct. And follow that's Nicole, correct. of course, again at Behind the Secret. And um, I guess you know our dear listeners, we have one more episode left of this Ooh. first season. They, they said it couldn't be done. They said we wouldn't even finish one season of this show, but I'm here to prove them wrong because we are going to be back with another Everyone's guest next week. We're going to be back to break down the season finale, season one, episode eighteen. Much I do about nothing, but until then, you know you'll love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Lonely Boys. So no telling us who was on, who's going to be on next week?